and we are live. How's everybody doing? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over the mainstream media, social media, everywhere. But first, Happy New Year to you. Hopefully, nobody's drunk tonight. Should have done that last night. Don't do it tonight, calling the show crazy. <laughs> but thank you all for being here. We got quite a few things on deck for tonight's show. Uh, we got to talk about your, your friend, AOC, in Miami, living it up, having a time of her life. But I thought that Death Santos was the worst thing to happen to the whole world. We'll talk about that. Also, are you going to have lunch lady subs? Is that what we're going to do? Because of the staffing shortage, you're talking about bringing in lunch ladies, bus drivers, librarians, whoever, to be substitute teachers. How's that going to go? We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, there's an update on the whole truck driver, Kerfuffle. Remember that accident out there in the Denver area of Colorado? Well, there's an update on that. A good update, but not quite what it should be. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, shout out to my man, my main man, Brandon Brown, um, getting a crypto sponsor for the Let's Go Brandon coin. Is that going to be a real coin or is it a meme coin? We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. Most certainly appreciate you guys. If you enjoy what you have heard thus far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed to the channel yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe. YouTube got me in the penitentiary or something. I don't know what's going on, but I can't get beyond 899. I have no idea what's happening. YouTube was funny like that. They'll do little experiments. Don't tell you it's weird, but I'm, I'm here. Um, also, I'm everywhere else. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on BitChute as well. Links for that should be in the description. And I also have my website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. That letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. Whatever I put out is going to be right there on their website. And I'm able to go in detail. Sometimes if you catch my articles, I may mention things I don't mention in the video because, you know, it's a weird place. But I could, I could put whatever I want on my website. As long as ain't nothing illegal, as long as they ain't trying to sell no pistols and that without no FFL, I'm, I'm pretty much good to go. Okay. Again, anthonyblogan.com. Check it out. Go to the contact page. You can find my email, my snail mail, all that good stuff. A lot of you guys send me good emails, good news tips. I may not respond to the majority of emails I get, but I read, I say 80 to 90% of your emails. I do read a lot. I, I kind of skim through it and see kind of what's going on. Thank you guys for sending me the emails, the tips. I really appreciate you for that. But also go to ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H.com. Get your hats, T-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more. We got new stuff coming out any day now. I'll, I'll put out stuff randomly, so just keep checking it out. See if you find something that you like. You might find a nice little snug hoodie. It might be real cold where you at. It's snowing and whatnot. Throw the hoodie on and be a proud American. Check it out, ablmerch.com. Also, um, what else? Oh, of course, bhedesigns.com. They make these beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. You guys, I get emails every day. Hey, man, where can I buy the flags? Sometimes I get 
comments on a different stream. Shout out to Geeks and Gamers with Brandon Tatum. I was on there. What was that? Thursday night. That was a fantastic stream, by the way. We had a lot of fun. Shout out to you guys for coming on. That was really good. We had the, the two white guys, and we had technical problems. So I had to blame the white men over there as well. But shout out to Geeks and Gamers. Really good guys. But in that stream, people were like, hey, man, where do I buy the flags? I need the flags that are behind you. Even it was funny. There was a stream. It was probably it wasn't a stream. It was a video. It, it was a hit video against me. And somebody was responding to my clip. And people were asking in the hit video, hey, his flags are beautiful. I want one of those flags. That's <laughs> like, man, like the, the person bombed so bad in the hit video, they're more concerned about what I got going on in my background than his. Hilarious. But yeah, check them out in the description box, bhedesigns.com. Also, the best source of news and information anywhere on the internet's patriotpost.us. Uh, they've been around for a long time here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Really good guys. They got conservative news, op-eds, memes, jokes, whatever you want. Patriotpost.us. Check them out right now today. Subscribe to their newsletter. You're going to like what you see for sure. A lot of good friends of mine write for them. You'll see my content on there as well. So check them out right now today if you have not done so yet. Now, we got a whole lot going on. And Happy New Year to you guys. Again, hopefully, if you're just now coming in. Um, ain't nobody uh, drinking and streaming. And if you are drinking and streaming, just just relax. Don't call in later. <laughs> Don't do it. Because last stream, we had a few early people, a little a little bit early to the party before New Year, and they were calling in, stumbling and bumbling, carrying on. It's like, look, uh, beep, I'm, I'm, banging the, I'm banging the line on you, okay, straight up, because I, I'm trying to save you. See, if you had a few too many, one too many or whatever your limit is, you may think you sound clairvoyant, like you're just breaking down the the, the theory of man. How, who, how do we get here? Where do we come from? You're thinking that you're like Sun Tzu on the phone, right? But you're totally not. You're saying the same two words over and over again for about two and a half minutes. So I'll bang a line on you and move on to the next call, right? And I know you guys appreciate me doing that as well because I know you on the other end, I'm like, hey, is this person drunk? Can they hear themselves? So I'll look out for you. If you call into the show like that, I'll get you out of here, but I will digress. So where do I start? There's a whole lot we got going on. Um, Yeah, I did get a warning on my phone about tornado. Now, it wasn't about a tornado. It was about just like um, bad weather and high winds, but we didn't have a tornado warning. Now, you know, we had, we had a tornado that hit here in 2020. It hit my neighborhood, matter of fact, and I heard the tornado you know, the, the, the train sound that you hear, that, that's definitely real. And where we lived, it was not uncommon to hear a train because it was some train tracks not far. And it was crazy because we also had coyotes. So you would hear the train tracks like kind of like late at night. And then it had kind of started the coyotes. They'd be right by the train tracks in a little wooded area. If you ever heard a coyote up close, the, the sound is ridiculous. It's It's crazy. Coyotes, you know, howling, it's a mess. But anyway, I know what train tracks sound like, obviously, but this, it was a train, but it was different. I could tell that it was a tornado right away. Like, I'm, I was doing something up here, like, not in this particular room, because I've moved since then, but I was in this kind of same setting doing something, and I heard it. I had headphones on, but I could still hear it. So I go downstairs to get to, like, the center. 
And then the tornado passed, but luckily it didn't strike the house. It went right past it. We got some of the outer, I guess you would say outer bands of winds. Um, our neighbors, like two doors down, their tree fell toward their house, but it didn't hit their house. And the tree was humongous. I'm talking about the base of it was like, I'm talking about it was big. It had to have been at least about a six foot base diameter wise. It was crazy. It was a big tree, but luckily they didn't get hurt. So yeah, um, there's been some iffy weather around here, but no tornado warnings that I saw. It was just kind of windy today. And I was like, "Uh Oh, matter of fact, I was out earlier today. I went to the store and where I live is like kind of in a, a ridge, I guess you would say like some hills in the ridge. And I kind of, I got to come down a ridge a little bit to go get into quote unquote town. And the town is like flat. And that's where the tornado hit last time. I live right in that area where it's flat. So I'm looking at the sky. I'm like, man, it's a whole lot going on. You got, you got clear sky, dark sky, midway blue sky. I'm like, man, I'm trying to get in this store and get out because this sky might develop into a different thing. I don't want it to kind of go a different way and have some kind of spout form. But anyway, we say fire here in Tennessee. So it's all good. Norris says we have koi wolves in New York. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. But yeah, the coyotes are crazy out here. They look like something you would see in the alien movie. Cause one day I was driving and we got these little narrow two lane highways, two lane streets everywhere. And I'm driving on this. It's dark two lane road, kind of a little hill a little bit. And one of them like scampered across the, the road right in front of me. It was like, if you ever seen a little kid that had a growth spurt at like eight years old, they got really long legs, but they got a small head. It looked like that running across the street, but all, all four legs. It was, it was weird. I was like, is that the uh, chupacabra or what's going on there? Should I call, um, should I call the federales or should I call Mulder and Scully to see what's popping? But <laughs> I'll move right along. You know, one, one thing I noticed about you guys that live overseas, talking about you live in UK and whatnot. One thing I noticed, you guys don't have squirrels either. You know, people, they say they come here from like Australia and there's no squirrels in Australia. Is that true? That's that's kind of weird to me. Now, people see squirrels from other parts of the world, like rats or something. I don't know. It's weird. Was that was that the Koopa? Okay, yeah. So I'm glad I didn't have to come face to face with it because I've walked down that way before. You know, when I first came out here, um, it was a roach in my house. Round the, round the counter, like years ago, it was just like, like a water bug. So I'm like, all right, man, this ain't going to work. So I kill it and I got it in the, um, some paper towel and I take it out to the trash that was like on the base of the hill, but I locked the door behind me. So now I'm locked out. I was like, okay, ain't nobody here. It's just me at the time, just living there. So I had to walk to like the hospital to talk to the officer so I could, um, use their phone to call the locksmith, but walking on a little narrow place where the where the chupacabra came, I was hearing some noises. I was hearing the coyotes in the, in, the, in the distance. I'm like, man, this might not end well. And it was cold that night. But luckily I made it. I didn't get eaten by the chupacabra, so it's all good. It is all good. But yeah, shout out to y'all for being here. Uh, please give the video a thumbs up. Let's get into the topics. I'm getting way off topic. Let's talk about... Um, <laughs> let's talk about... Um, the... Lunch slave substitute teachers. Now, in Michigan, they signed a law, not just a bill. The bill became law, right? 
the, the bill became law. And in Michigan, they have it to where if there's no subs available to fill in for teachers, they could put pretty much anybody in there, meaning any employee of the school system, right? So you can have a, a, a librarian, a secretary, a lunch lady, or a school bus driver, you know, I don't know how they drive it with the big wheels or whatever. You can have one of them become a sub or act as a sub because there is a lack of subs that are available to teach the classes. Now, here's what's going on with that, in my opinion. Some say it doesn't really matter because subs don't do that much anyway. They're to come in, hand out a worksheet, and just pretty much babysit the class. That's kind of what they do. However, um, the, the standards are becoming lower and lower to get into your child's classroom. And that could be very dangerous. Let's go back to um, that movie. Have you ever seen Cocaine Cowboys? I'm not promoting drugs here. It's just a movie about Miami in the 80s during the drug rush. And, and, you know, the Cubans that came on the boat lift and whatnot. But anyway, so during the 80s, Miami became very dangerous because of the drug wars. Now, I don't mean the war on drugs necessarily. I'm talking about wars between rival factions of drug dealers that were shooting and killing each other. It made Miami a war zone. And the police, they couldn't, they could not keep cops in there because who wants to be in Miami is so dangerous. I mean, it's just like being a cop right now in Portland, Oregon. Do you want to be out there as a cop? Uh, I don't know because in Portland is different in Portland. The problem is not necessarily the crime. It is a crime, but the problem is, the lack of support from citywide leadership. That's the issue in Portland. So do you want to be a cop out there? Maybe not so much. And as a result of the police kind of just backing off, you have the homicide right, homicide rate rising by like 400%, 800%. So there's an issue there, right? Same thing on Miami. Miami became so dangerous from the drug wars going on, okay, that a lot of the cops said, all right, I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to go. I'd rather go to Detroit, Chicago, somewhere rather than Miami, Florida right now. So they could not keep cops. And there was so much drugs going on, they had to keep reducing their standards. They was like, all right, first, you got to have no felonies, no prior arrests, no drugs in the past 10 years. And they couldn't meet that standard. They couldn't, they couldn't find anybody to fill the academy. They were having short staffing of officers back then in Miami. So then they said, okay, um, no drugs in the past eight years, no drugs in the past five years. Then it became, don't be high during the interview. The standards got so low that one entire class of cops, one entire police academy, all went to jail or died. All of them, the entire class. That's what happens when you reduce the standards of a particular thing that's very important. No, police officer is very important. And so was a teacher. Very important. You can't keep reducing standards and expect to get the same results or better. You're going to get worse results. I'm not saying that you don't have good lunch ladies and good bus drivers and good librarians. I understand. But maybe there should be a little bit more to be a sub in school. Just maybe. Just, just maybe to have access to kids, to be around kids, to teach kids a little bit. I mean, you may not do much teaching, but I mean, come on. At a certain point, can we get more than a high school degree 
and being a bus driver to be a substitute teacher, is that all that's required? And I didn't even know that to be a sub, all you got to do is have um, an associate's degree in Michigan, and that's pretty much it. And I think 60 hours of training, but that's pretty much all. You can go to a community college and graduate in whatever, um, beauty administration, <laughs> cosmetology, you can graduate in that, then go to a little program, shadow a teacher for 60 hours, and then, boom, you're a substitute teacher. You have access to kids. It's bad enough we have all these ridiculous weirdos out there, these blue hairs, these um, random genders, computer-generated genders, you understand? Like, remember that thing? I'm, I'm telling my age right here, but there was an app or some kind of website you went to back in the day. You could create a rapper name. It'll generate something for you randomly. All right, just like Childish Gambino. It came from one of those, um, those generators. It gave you a random name. They're generating genders like that. And if you don't refer to them by that generated gender, then you might go to the penitentiary. That's kind of the wave that they're on. They are in school right now teaching your kids. And it's crazy. I think what's happening is that you got a lot of people that are infiltrating the school system and they are trying to, they're trying to groom the kids. Just like um, how you had some, not all, but some of these Catholic priests doing the exact same thing. Again, some, not all. I'm not trying to attack Catholicism or the church or Christianity, so please don't get it misunderstood. I'm just saying there are people that want to infiltrate priesthood to have access to kids. That's just a fact. Anybody can can see it. It's the same thing happening right now with school, K through 12, public, sometimes even private, and definitely college. It's worse with college because you got to pay for that, and you got to pay a crazy amount of money. Well, you know what? I take that back. You pay for college directly, okay, and it's a lot of money. You pay for K through 12 kind of indirectly, but at the same time directly. You're paying your tax money. That's going toward these schools. I mean, look at a place like, speaking of Michigan, Detroit. They're spending like $15,000 per pupil, 15000 That's a lot of money. And people are asking, well, why the kids can't read? Why is there still a literacy gap in Detroit? Well, at a certain point, who's going to the schools? What's going on with the parents? Do they even care about school? I mean, the money is irrelevant. I hate when I hear people talking about let's invest more money into the school. That'll fix the problem. Money's not going to, you, you can't, like, what dollar amount would make these random genders not come to the school? If anything, that'll attract them to the school. As long as you're not in a dangerous area, because all these revolutionaries don't want to go to the hood and risk their life, they don't want to put no Kevlar vest and no helmet to try and dodge these bullets in Detroit, you understand? They want to go to a nice sunny suburb and teach your kids about how bad they are because they're a white person and how good it is to be gender nonconforming. That's what they want to do, right? Uh, matter of fact, there was one particular video. I, I might put it on the screen if I can find it. But the, the person, and it's also, you have a lot of these teachers that have really adolescent mind frames. They're adults, but are they really? If they are adults, I can't tell. They're, they're adults, but they behave and think like children. You know, and again, you don't want people like that to be around your kids. But see, there's, there's some kind of 
friction. There, there's some kind of block between them being able to be in the classroom. You got to go to school. You got to pay money. You got to have certificates and whatnot. You got to do some things to get to that situation. But when you reduce the standard, you're gonna it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse because these people exist. They're not going anywhere. And they're being created. They're, they're being kind of, oh, here it is. They are being pumped out of uh, college, these college camps, these college re-education camps every single day, right? That's that's kind of what's going on. So, ball bread. Okay, ball, I'll I get you on a little bit. So you're a teacher as well. So I know you're seeing some of this stuff. I, I know you're seeing some things and seeing some stuff when it comes to these ridiculous teachers. So... Um, here is a preschool teacher, right? This is a preschool teacher. And this is a video from Libs of TikTok. Shout out to them. Well, it's not their video, meaning they, they didn't make it. but They just took it from TikTok. And I said, it, I said it on my video today. Speaking about these teachers, they're TikTok teachers. They want a lot of attention like kids get. You know, TikTok, when it first came out, it was about kids doing dances and stuff like that. That's what it was about at first. But now you have these adolescent minded adults doing things like this on TikTok. And again, this is a preschool teacher. The caption right here says to the parents who refuse to educate their children on queerness. Preschool teacher. This is before K. You're talking about toddlers. A toddler is not going to understand all this stuff. But see, that's not even they, they want to groom them from an early age. So when they get to be adults, then it's like a normal thing. But I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. So let's just go ahead and play this. If I get some sound. Pardon me. It's, it's music on it, so I want to play it. But you can see kind of what's going on here. This, this is a teacher, but it looked like they're about 15 years old. But they're a teacher, probably in the early to mid-20s, I would say. And this person is a woman, obviously. But they're dressed kind of androgynous like, kind of a cutoff shirt. But they also have one of the trans colors. See, I recognize the little stuff now that they do. This kind of powder blue and the pink, that's the trans stuff, right? Um, and they say, I'm openly non-binary trans preschool teacher. Okay. And it's not it's not anything being said here. They're just making weird faces, weird androgynous, you know looking stuff and it says I talked to my students about pronouns transness gender expression and sexuality why are you talking to preschool kids about sexuality what's that got to do with coloring and reading and stuff like that these kids are four and five years old I mean I would you know what I went to a preschool matter of fact back in my day I went to a Christian preschool this would never be accepted I wish my dad or my mom would come and see something like that in the school. It, it, it's unacceptable 1,000%. It would never happen, okay? And they are stone-cold Democrat voters, but very conservative at the same time. This is just jumping the shark completely. Completely. When I was a little kid, three, four years old, going to Christian preschool, my main focus was getting my tie together, getting my little white shirt, my pants you know, the typical little black boy church outfit, getting that together and saying my grace and all that kind of stuff, the prayers and that, that was, you know, 
and sitting around in a little circle, eating my little snacks, and playing outside in recess. That was my main thing that I was concerned with. You know, coloring, counting, Sesame Street. That was my thing as a little boy. Not this. This is called grooming. This is what, um, I don't want to say the word. Start with a P and end with an edifile. But you already know what I'm talking about. It's what they do. That's, that's. But they want to try to like couch it and this whole thing about being woke. This is not woke. This is predatory. They should be locked up. This this chick, dude, whatever they want to refer to themselves as. You know, this is why when I was on that, um, when I was on, what was that, Jubilee? Um, you can find it here on YouTube and also on Facebook. When I was on Jubilee, there was a trans man on the panel, meaning this was a woman that, born a woman, ex-ex woman, and then now identify as a man. Still clearly a woman, still had the same height and physical body, but had a beard and stuff. But anyway, um, I'm saying to the person, because Dwayne Wade's son came up, 12 years old. Should you be able to be 12 years old and identify as a, as a woman if you're a boy? I don't think so. Okay. There's things I wanted to do when I was a kid, but I couldn't do it. Why? Because my parents are in charge. They have the last say in what I do. How about I want to be, uh, I want to be a, a, a stuntman in Hollywood. Can I do that at 12 years old? No, I can't. So why can I change my gender? Why can I take hormones and stuff like that to do it? Okay. So this kind of stuff is just really crazy. But getting back to the Jubilee thing, my point was that you could do whatever you want as an adult. This person, they, they can dress like that and go to, um, whatever kind of ball or exhibit or show they want to go to. They can go to Six Flags like that. Um, they they can do cartwheels and front uh, tucks front of day in, in front of their uh, house and put it on TikTok. Whatever they want to do with themselves, with other consenting adults, it's totally fine with me. But leave the kids alone. Why can't you do that? It's because they have a ulterior motive. It's clear what's going on. And the person came out and doubled down on talking about, yeah, we got to try to get them early. It's, but I digress. To bring it on back home to Michigan, I think that's the whole thing about having bus drivers and librarians and whatnot become subs because of the staff shortages ain't going to do nothing but just make the barrier to entry to schools easier. And you're going to have weirdos like this that will try to just sneak in the back door, no pun intended. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not a fan of that whole thing. But the reason why that guy signed into law is because um, there's a staffing problem. All over, uh, there's a staffing issue all over the country. Nobody wants to work. Not nobody, literally. You guys work. You guys work really hard. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody that's white collar, blue collar, self-employed, whatever you got. Shout out to you. But see, um, where was I going? I was trying to thought. I was talking about... um. I, I lost it. <laughs> I, I lost it. But um, my whole thing is, oh, staffing. People don't want to work. They want to just stay home and collect monies. They, they want to collect monies from the federal government. And you know what? One thing I saw was I saw people talking about how they want to have more lockdowns. They want to go back to the lockdowns. And why? It's because they get free semi money. How much money is that really? $1,000, $2,000? Probably more than that. It depends. Like if you got kids that earn income tax credit, it's crazy. I mean, $10,000 of one single mom with two or three kids. 
I mean, that kind of money, they never seen that once. They never had that kind of money at once. They went out and bought the most ridiculous things. Like I said about the whole family guy, Kerfuffle, when they won a lottery and kept going broke afterward, right? Um, they went out and bought just dumb stuff. Drones, um, gold shirts, um, name brand clothes. They're living in the projects, right? The name brand clothes is covered in roaches and bed bugs and stuff like that, but it's fine because they got it. Just, just dumb stuff because it's the mentality of what's going on. So they should keep their jobs. They should keep on working because the stimmy money ain't going to last forever, but they don't think they think just for right now, I got a lot of money. I never had so much at once. I'm going to just do this. You know, they got the eviction moratorium still in some places. They're just trying to game the system to not work. It's crazy. I mean, you go to places, you go to Chipotle, it might be closed. You never know. It, you got to roll up on it and see, are they, are they open? Is anybody in there working? It's, it's a whole big mess. And then they got to pay people a whole bunch of money, you know, to work at McDonald's, 14 hours starting. I was looking at, I was in Chipotle and I saw the signs talking about you can start at like 35000 a year, like big money. For me, like if, if, if this was me when I was a young man, like 16, 17, just started working, oh boy, I'll be out there going super hard working. I was going hard for eight dollars an hour when I was twenty-two. If I'm eighteen, getting like fifteen an hour, sixteen an hour, oh my goodness! Do you know what I can do with that money? But people don't want to work because they've been conditioned to be lazy. That's part of the whole welfare state situation, right? That's why there's a big time staffing problem. It's it's to the point now where a lot of the the lower, um, how can I say? I don't want to say like. A lot of the more inexpensive restaurants are going to have staffing problems. But if you go to some of the more uh, high price, high ticket spots, oh, it's no problem because you can go work there and get big tips and you can get paid more. But you're paying 100 bucks for a dinner for two people, $100 with, with, with no tip. I mean, after you didn't get a dinner, if you drink, you got a couple of drinks and the tip, $200, $150. I ain't trying to pay that. I'm trying to pay 40 bucks tops, $40. That, that includes my, my two meals, my, uh, my glass of water. Cause I don't drink nothing but water for the most part. And my tip $40 and in and out $50 max. That that's, that's my, my top limit right there. Right. But if you want to have a place that's staffed and actually open, you have to spend a hundred dollars on a $50. It's going to be a perpetual cycle of more and more and more and more money being printed, therefore creating the inflation. It's going to be to it's going to get to the point where you like Zimbabwe back in the day. You got to have a wheelbarrow of cash to buy a loaf of bread. So hopefully we don't get go down that road. But I see it happening. I, I most certainly see it happening. I saw an article that said that um, home prices where I live in Tennessee went up by twenty percent in two years. 20%. So good luck finding somewhere to live as well. You know, apartments going to do the same thing. The rent's going to go sky high. If you're living in California, man, <laughs> escape. Escape California or go to like some kind of conservative or small corner of the state. If you're living in Los Angeles, I don't know what you do. I, I mean, if you're not like um, some kind of, if, if, if your name is not Will Smith or Ryan Seacrest, I don't know how you make money at all. I don't, I don't really get it. How do you live when you, to buy a house in the ghetto was $550,000. To 
to, to buy a house in Compton, California, in the hood with gang bullets and everything flying, 550. And it's going to have bars in the window and be 1,200 square feet. How do you do it? It's, it's impossible. You got to go to like some kind of deserty place, Inland Empire, or way up north by Oregon to have some kind of affordable way of life. And you still got to pay high taxes, but I'm going down the rabbit hole, so I digress. Um, you live in California, Bob Brad? Okay, so you got to come on later for sure because you're a teacher and in California. Man, oh, man, God bless you. <laughs> you you were on the front line, sir. Hopefully you got your, your, your armor or guide because you're going to need it out there. You are going to need it for sure. Florida is full. Hey, I, hey man, tell me about it. Chattanooga, is, Tennessee is full, period. Nashville, Murfreesboro, Chattanooga, East Tennessee is all full. Okay, you might need to go find a new state somewhere. Try to go up in the sky and live up there <laughs> because it's rough. I mean, I welcome everybody to come through the state as long as you're going to be, as long as you're gonna be, you'll be productive and you're not going to bring your politics with you. Don't create an Austin, Texas, in Tennessee or anywhere else. Because that's, that's really a shame. They got some kind of California enclave. What's the point of leaving California if you're going to create a California enclave in your new place? How does it make any sense? You left California. Why bring it with you? It's crazy, but I will move on. Speaking about leaving the place and bringing it with you, let's talk about AOC. And shout out to everybody in New York. A lot of you guys, you're all over the place. You, you come down to like North Carolina, Virginia, Florida. Shout out to you guys that come through and you good people. I know a lot of New Yorkers. My best friend growing up was from New York. So shout out to y'all. But one thing that people from New York that I know, what they've learned is to pretty much um, be in Rome and do as the Romans. That's, that's the main thing, right? Don't still try to be like, y'all from Brooklyn, son. It's like, sir, you've been in VA since... 1998, it's 2021, that's a long time ago. Your Brooklyn days are over with, okay? And even worse, some of the old school guys from the 80s, it's like, look, man, ain't no more cardboard spinning on your head going on. It's 2021, these kids on TikTok, take your cardboard and go back in the house before you break your hip, all right? The the B-boy days are over with, it's a new day. You're in Virginia right now, go fishing, go hunting or something like that, all right? But I digress. But yeah, shout out to you guys for being out here. We appreciate the conservative people that come from up north to down south. All right, everybody coming down here from Midwest, Chicago, um, East Coast, uh, um, West Coast, everywhere. They're coming down to the south. But um, speaking about AOC and New Yorkers, AOC was spotted on Miami Beach, no mask on, with her and her quote-unquote boyfriend. All right, the, the, the evil white man that she always blames. These people... People like AOC, I mean, they, they never cease to amaze me. I always see the same thing. They keep talking about things that they are upset with, but they go out and do that exact same thing. They indulge in it. It's like, okay, you say that the white man is most dangerous on the planet Earth, but here you are, you know, having a good old time. You're outside with no mask on, which is the appropriate thing to do. I'm not saying that you should um, have your mask on outside. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm sure that her and her boyfriend have no plans on wearing their mask at all. You're in Florida. You're in a free state. You're living it up, right? You're living it up with the white man, uh, redhead at that, which is hilarious. But I was told by you guys, Ilhan Omar, your friends, that the white man is most dangerous, yet here you are. 
It's the same thing with guys like, who is that, uh, Don Lemon, hanging out, well, married to a white man. All of them, they do the same thing. It's like, I don't care who you date, what's your racial preference or whatever, that's your business. Again, you can identify as uh, the last train to Paris for all I care. That's your personal business as an adult. All I'm saying is the hypocrisy. Don't get on TV and talk about how bad the white man is, then be married to him. It's like, how that makes sense? Like, square circle for me. But anyway, you, you're on Miami Beach, South Beach, chilling, having a good old time. We've seen this over and over again. We saw Nancy Pelosi getting the, the hair blowout in San Francisco. She's talking about having the lockdowns. Maxine Waters on the airplane with no mask going, but you got to wear your mask everywhere you go. They always do this. They always. So at, at a certain point, you know who I feel bad for? The people that are still in their homes locked down because of what people like AOC and Maxine Waters and everybody else said. Oh, you don't want to wear a mask. You spreading the bug everywhere. You spreading Omarion, touch all this. You, you doing all these things to scare people to not leave in their house for the past two going on three years. Yet they live in their life. They live in their life. How did you get to Miami? You probably flew on the plane. You probably didn't even fly private. And if you did fly private, what's going on with the carbon footprint? I know you ain't ride a bike down there. I know you ain't, if you got in the car, that's carbon. If you got on the plane, that's carbon. So what's going on, right? What's really happening? Anyway, they tell you one thing and then go do something else. This is what they do all the time. So when I see the regular normie out there still right now wearing the mask, I'm like, I feel bad. I'm just like, man, you didn't really bit what they threw out there. You really just took it and were like, yeah, I believe this 100%. And you can't tell me otherwise. It's, it's so bad. It's to the point where I can show them the picture, be like, look at this photograph, right? Like Nickelback, look at this Look at this photograph. They ain't going to believe it. Oh, that's not her. It's like, sir, this is her. It's right here. And the funniest part was when AOC talked about, oh, you guys mad because you can't date me. It's like, look, if you don't get your rat tattooey looking, I'm, I'm not I'm not impressed by AOC, okay? And I'm not trying to insult her looks, but let's not try to say that we said a thing about that because we wanted to date you. It, it, ain't, it ain't that kind of party, AOC. I promise you it's not. It's, it's, it's really not, okay? You are a librarian at best. Keep it all the way real. And, and it's okay. It's okay to be like that. I'm not saying I'm the vision of beauty over here, but good grief. I'm not trying to say, oh, you mad because you don't want to date me. Why would I say that? I'm going to talk about the subject matter at hand. I'm going to talk about you and, and your boyfriend being down there in South Beach, Miami, while talking about DeSantis being death Santis. And talking about Ted Cruz, too. Remember the whole Ted Cruz kerfuffle? You, AOC, and some other Congress women went down in Texas because AOC, quote-unquote, fled during the ice storm and went to Cancun. Remember that? Oh, but you got the whole Amarion raging in New York. Where you at? Florida, chilling, hanging out. Why can't you do that during the biggest crisis of our time, the pandemic? It's spreading. It's everywhere. Thousands of lives are at risk the deadliest crisis ever. Why can you do that during that time? But when Ted Cruz leaves to go to Cancun because ain't nothing else going on, what's supposed to do? Go out there with a blowtorch and unthaw pipes? What's he going to do? He goes to Cancun and you want to attack him, make it be a whole thing, but you could do that and it's fine. Again, they'll tell you to do one thing while they do a whole different thing. That's how they operate, 1,000%. 
Okay. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can um let me see if I can find a particular tweet. All right. Let, let me see now. Oh, here, here it is. Here, here it is. So here's the tweet in question. Let me get this over here. I don't want to give me one second. Struggling with the stream. She says, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their um, actual frustrations on some of my boyfriend's feet. You creepy weirdos. I think somebody said something about, oh, this guy right here said if leftists like AOC actually thought mandates and masks can work, they wouldn't be frolicking in free Florida. Also, her guy is showing his gross pale male feet in public, not a pool beach with hideous sandals. <laughs> Man, to me, it's just funny. It ain't really no serious thing. But no, I mean, anybody trying to date you, AOC, I promise. You may get some trolls in your inbox talking crazy, but that, I'm not really impressed. A librarian at best, and that's fine. All right. I'm a truck driver at best. So we, you know what I mean? It ain't really no thing, but I ain't trying to be some type of, you know what I mean? I ain't trying to say that about myself. I can say that about yourself. Okay. I get plenty of trolls that come at me. I be like, you mad because you can't date me. That's so weird. But yeah, that's, that's an actual lawmaker in Congress, AOC. See, a lot of this internet stuff, it translates into real life because this person is a lawmaker. They actually, in Congress right now, um, this person is making decisions that impact people's lives. Remember the whole Amazon thing? There was going to be a lot of jobs in New York City, a lot of money in New York City. But AOC said a bunch of things on Twitter and on television and, and got the deal canceled because of her mouth, essentially. Because of her mouth, got the whole deal canceled. So a lot of things that are said on Twitter, they're said on the Internet, but they bleed over into real life. And I, I just wish these things could stay on the internets and have to be kind of like sectioned off away from general society. But I know it's not reality. I know it's not reality. And we got to work in reality. That's all we got. We don't have anything else with reality to do with. So it, it is what it is. So, yeah, shout out to uh, AOC and the boyfriend with the crazy, um, crazy sandals, the, the, the sand sandals on hard concrete. But I will digress. Thank you all for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you guys enjoy what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Now, shout out to my man, Brandon Brown from the Let's Go Brandon chant. You guys know what I'm talking about. Brandon Brown. He, um, <laughs> Brandon Brown was, how can I explain it? He won his race, his NASCAR race. And he was able to get a post race interview. I forget, I forget her name that interviewed him, but that's not really relevant right now. But during the interview, the crowd was chanting F Joe Biden over and over again. Now I'm not sure if the lady heard the chant or she couldn't quite hear because we could hear it clear as day because we're at home listening to the audio that's being pumped through our speakers. We can hear the audio clear F Joe Biden over and over again. She's right there on the track. I'm not sure if she heard it or not. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. But anyway, we hear F. Joe Biden, and she's saying, let's go, Brandon. And ever since then, it took off. And it's not slowing down. Uh, speaking of death Santas, he said it, talking about it's not the Biden administration, it's the Brandon administration. I mean, and, and, and DeSantis is so much of a, a troll sometimes in a good way, not in a bad way. 
he had some kind of press conference in Brandon, Florida, and he called Biden's administration the Brandon administration. Hilarious. So, I mean, let's go. Brandon is the wave and you can't stop it right now. Brandon Brown is a real person, though. He has um, real things to tend to. And he was having a hard time being able to get sponsors because, hey, man, you you kind of toxic right now. The Let's Go Brandon thing is real political. We don't want to put our brand on your car because Let's Go Brandon. I mean, is that fair or not? I'm not really sure. But regardless of what's going on, he was not able to get sponsors. So then um, a, a new cryptocurrency called Let's Go Brandon or LGB coin no T, just LGB, Let's Go Brandon Coin came out to sponsor him. And they have a whole car that they wrapped just for him. Now, an update on that, they said that it's not necessarily been approved by NASCAR as of yet. So it's not a done deal right now as we speak. But I think that it will be a done deal pretty soon. I, I believe so. And matter of fact, hold on. Let me just pull it up right quick. I'm going to pull it up so you can see the car. Uh, with no audio because the music be killing me. And um, wait a minute. It should be fine, though, actually, with the music, but I ain't got to play it. I'm going to just go ahead and pop it over there. And then we can see what's rocking. So, yeah, shout out to the car with the, with the Let's Go Brandon. I mean, you might as well lean into it. It's like, <laughs> why just embrace it. You're trying to fight it and it's not working. Just go ahead and embrace it. So here is the car, and he tweeted it from his own uh, page uh, on Twitter, Brandon Brown underscore 68. He says, I'm excited to welcome at LGB coin underscore IO, a uh, Bowman 68 Chevrolet Camaro as our 2022 NASCAR Xfinity Series full season primary partner. There's a press release, and here is the video. So got a pickup truck pulling up. Knob Hill Road, got the, okay, uh, what was that, a Silverado, I don't know what that is, so they go Brandon, let's go Brandon, let's go ahead and get to it, that's a nice truck too, let me get that truck about you, alright, and then you got the garage opening, got the Camaro coming in the full view, and then you see the LGB coin, that IO on the side, alright, very patriotic, I like it, okay, stands right on out. I'm with it. Trade the chain, lgbcoin.io. So this is a cryptocurrency. If I didn't say that, this is a cryptocurrency. Uh, let's go Brandon Coin. Now, how well will it do as a crypto? I have no idea. But when you have a guy this popular, ride that wave. Ride it. You can promote that coin using this, using the lgbcoin.io. He's going to get attention because everybody knows his name at this point. They may not know who he is specifically, but they know Let's Go Brandon. So why not? Let's, let's go ahead and get it, lean into it. And you know what? I think that more guys should do stuff like this. If you're having a hard time with advertisers, because it happens, you know, they say, oh, well, you toxic, you political. Like, remember the whole adpocalypse thing on YouTube where it took all the ads away because one ad for Coca-Cola came up on a PewDiePie video. They're getting nervous. And they say, okay. No more Coke ads on PewDiePie videos, and that caused a domino effect of the big advertisers to pull. And when that happened, it messes up the whole thing because the majority revenue on YouTube is from ads. 
YouTube gets paid like that, and so do the content creators. Everybody gets money from ads. But if you are dependent upon, like, four companies, they can kind of dictate what you do to a certain extent. So I feel like guys like Brandon Brown, who are kind of blackballed to a certain extent from advertisers, should be able to go out here and do some things that are a little bit more creative, find smaller companies and build, do a percentage-based deal, not with a cryptocurrency, in my opinion, but with a percentage-based bill. Well, I think with LGB coin, probably has an, he probably has a few coins already as part of the deal. But for regular stuff, I say do a percentage-based deal. So if my stock value goes up, you get paid. Like, you grow as I grow. Rather than having the traditional sponsors, have some alternative sponsors and get paid that way. You know, so you can't be silenced. They, they can't just make you, you know, go back to saying a certain thing because... If you don't, then you're going to suffer financially. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's the power of the advertiser. I think that was in George Orwell, but that's a different story, and I will digress. So, yeah, shout out to my man, Brandon Brown, with the LGBcoin.io vehicle. Check it out, man. I'm going to see him winning that car, and I'm going to see some more Let's Go Brandon stuff. So, shout out to him. Now, oh, I have an update on the trucker. Remember the trucking accident in Denver, Colorado, or in that area? Well, if you don't, what happened was there was an accident in Denver. And like I said before, the way Denver is from the map that I see, Denver is like you're coming off of the really mountainous area. Denver is still up real high, obviously, the mile high city, but it's more flat in the city. But to the west of the city, you have a lot of mountains. Matter of fact, let's... uh. Let me see if I can um, put it on the screen so you guys can see it again. One more time if you didn't see it before. All right, let's turn the terrain on. So you see, like, it's a rain where I turn it on right there. Matter of fact, I'll turn it off just for effect. So you see Denver is right over there in the more populated area. You see all the roads and whatnot. And over here in the more green area, it's mountains. So let's turn the terrain on. Really, really mountainous. And once you go further up, once you have like ski slopes and stuff like that, you're talking about 11,000 feet in the air, but Denver is like 5,000 feet. So you go from 11,000 to 5,000. And right here in this really mountainous area, let me see if I'm in the right place. Yeah. So like right here in this really mountainous area, here's the interstate. And if you ever did any kind of mountain driving, you can tell that right here is a steep drop off because it's mountainous, mountainous, mountainous. Then it's more flat. You can see it. It's a clear, sharp line right there. And I've been in a plane over this area. You can see it. It's, it's like a big, it's like a sharp line. It's really mountainous, and then it's more flat. But anyway, um, a guy was driving an 18-wheeler loaded with cut lumber down this, and his brakes went out. He probably was going too fast or whatever the case may be. The brakes might have been faulty. The brakes got hot. The brakes wouldn't work. The engine brake probably didn't work either. It just was not going. So he's out of control. He's a runaway truck. And unfortunately, he wound up crashing and killing four people as a result of the accident. May they rest in peace. Now, he was originally sentenced to a 110 years in the penitentiary for this. I think they said he was negligent or something else. And the main thing was this. He bypassed... Uh, runaway truck ramps 
And I've said that before, and I've played it on the channel before. A runaway trump ramp is when you're on a mountain and you have these really steep declines on the on the hill or just a mountain, and you're coming down. If you are not able to get your speed right, how can I say it? You got to pretty much stop or slow down a lot, and you got to have good brakes. If you're going too fast and or you have bad brakes, you're not going to be able to stop because of the momentum from the mountain. It just carries you straight down. You could be you could be at the top of the, the little summit with like a let's say like a six percent grade for like three miles. If you're going down that grade, you could just coast. Well, you, you could just not accelerate and you'll just pick up speed. You can go from zero speed to just letting the foot off the gas, foot off the brake, and you'll just speed down the mountain. Because of the momentum and the grade, you're just going down like that. It's like rolling the ball down an uneven floor. But anyway, he bypassed one of the runaway truck ramps, like three of them. You go on the ramp to slow down your speed and stop. So if the, a lot of them operate like this, when you're going downhill, the ramp goes uphill. So he bypassed those. So they said, you know what? You bypassed the truck ramp and you weren't dropping properly. Therefore, you go into the penitentiary, 110 years. Now they said that he's going to get 10 years rather than 110, and he's up for he he'll be having he'll be up for parole in 2026. And I still think that's not really the right thing because it was an accident. How do you go to jail for an accident? Was it his fault? Was he negligent? The only thing that he did was not go on a runaway truck ramp. But still, you could you could do that and still crash. So I'm not really sure that 10 years in the penitentiary. Parole in five is the right thing. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me just make sure I have um, the article for you guys right quick. Just to make sure that you're on the same page. But I think that was the original thing that he could have gotten if he played. I'm, I'm glad he didn't plead because if he played, it'd pro it probably would be harder to get him clemency. He probably will get clemency when the I think the governor is out of office before he go, before he leaves office. He probably give him clemency. Because the sentence was too crazy to begin with. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me make sure that I, I got the right thing here. I'm going to try to find it. Uh, Denver. Resentenced. Okay, there it is. Yeah, but still. What do you guys think? Do you think that the guy should go to the penitentiary for what happened or or not? And if he should go, how long should it be? And if he shouldn't go, then why should he go? Like, if, if he shouldn't go, why? If he should go, why? So, see right here, I-70 crash truck driver sentence reduced to 10 years. Clemency granted. Clemency? Is that clemency when you still get 10 years in the penitentiary? I'm reading it right here. It says clemency granted. I'm not sure, that, I'm not sure that's what that means. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's better than 110 years independence because you got guys that then kill people purposefully and don't get 110 years. For him to get 110 for what happened, I think is wrong. Was it tragic? Yes, 100%. Um, but prison time, I'm not really sure. Somebody say 25 years, 10 years, 20 to 25 years. He was negligent. People died. He should not go, maybe a year. I'm seeing wildly different responses. No time. I don't know about the ramps. That's a good question, Ocean Breeze Salty. I don't know about the ramps. 
I don't know what he said about the ramps, but I, I would guess he doesn't. I would think he doesn't know what the, what the ramps are. He was driving trucks in Texas, and if you know about it, it's it's flat in Texas. There are no mountains, except for like El Paso. But you know, you won't probably won't go out that way. You probably in Houston, Dallas. Not, you, you won't go out to El Paso. So you're driving on flat land. You don't really understand how mountain driving is, and it's a skill. You know, I understand it because I'm out here in kind of a mountainous area. And I was born out there as well, West Virginia. To drive West Virginia, you got to understand what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have a hard time. Especially for a truck. It's going to be rough if you don't know what you're doing in a truck on, in the mountains. Because I've, I've seen trucks go on the um, runaway ramp. Because sometimes mechanical failures happen. Your brakes give out. It could be anything that happens. and You can't stop your truck. And you're going downhill. What are you going to do? That's what happened. He wasn't, he wasn't drunk. He wasn't high. Nothing like that was going on. So what, what do we do with that? You know, it's a, it's a tough question. Okay. Robert says it was negligence. He had no business driving that rig, not knowing how to handle emergency. Was he praying that his truck would just stop? Well, that's a good question. One thing that he did do was call his um, trucking company and ask what to do. And they said, get off on the shoulder or the ramp, one of the two. So he probably didn't know what to do before he got in the rig. Now, whose fault is that, though? Is it his fault? Is it the training people, people that trained him? Is it the, the, the company that he worked for? Whose fault is it that he didn't know what to do in that situation? Yeah, it wasn't malicious, nothing like that. Hannah says, it is a skill. I lived in Wyoming and had to drive to Denver a lot. Mountain driving is no joke. 100% correct. Absolutely. Okay. And, and the 434 area code I have is just a number. It's not where I live. I just, had, I, just, I just decided to get that number just randomly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, but either way it goes, I think one thing that we can agree on is 110 years for what happened is the wrong thing that to, to do. Because you got guys that then, you know, uh, abuse children, um, kill old ladies that don't get 110 years in the penitentiary. So it has to be kind of in line with other things people do that are malicious, that are intentional. This was not intentional or malicious. It was an accident. At most, it was negligence. But I don't think you could say if you're negligent, you get 110. Like life for negligence? Uh, I don't know about that. Like beyond life, not even just 110. You never come home again. You're pretty much toast at that point, right? But that is an update. He has gotten 10 years, uh, parole in five years, possibly, rather than 110. Right? So let me, let me read some of the comments here. Yeah, if you're going to if you if you grew up in the mountain driving, you kind of understand what mountain driving is like. But if you're coming from a flat area and then go to a mountainous area like Denver, forget about it. I mean, you're going to be a fish out of water. You know, that's that's not what you want to have happen at all. All right. Now, somebody said he was speeding. Oh, I saw that comment before that he was speeding. Well, he was speeding because his brakes went out. He wasn't just driving fast for no reason. Like, he wasn't going 85 miles an hour down the, down the road just for a joyride. 
he sped up that fast because his brakes went out. Again, if you're going down the hill or down a mountain, like if, especially if you're descending the mountain, then you can pick up speed like that really quickly. And if you can't brake, then it's pretty much a wrap, you know, for anybody involved. All right. You live on the border of Pennsylvania, West Virginia. That's like uh, Morgantown, Pittsburgh, that area. Or like further up by like uh, Wheeling, I suppose. Uh, you know, that's a good that's a good point, Boomhauer. Boomhauer says Bruce Gender killed somebody too. How much time did he get? Or he, she, whatever. I think at the time, it was still Bruce. I think after that, Bruce became Caitlyn. Very interesting how that worked. You know, somebody dies in a car accident, and you're involved, and then you change your whole gender. I'm not saying it's, it's a correlation. I'm just saying it happened. That's what it was. Because when the accident happened, he was still Bruce. And then, like, the next day, almost, exaggerating, obviously, but he became Caitlyn. No jail time. If you got money, then it don't matter. If he if he was to have money in that situation, yep, don't matter. A lot of Hollywood stars have been in that kind of situation. Brandy, unfortunately, was in an accident that and somebody died. That that happens a lot. You know, it does happen for sure. Uh, remember, um, Puff Puff Daddy, aka Diddy, and J Lo were in a club with Shine, and then somebody got killed or got shot. And then the guy he was with, Shine, went to the penitentiary for like 10 years, came out, and then became Belize's prime minister. True story. True story. But Puff didn't get locked up. Neither did J-Lo. Funny how that works. But this guy right here, throw him away. Because he don't have no money. He's a, he's a regular dude just truck driving, 23 years old. You know, give, give him 100 years. Forget about him. That's that's kind of how that goes, right? Yeah, Ted Kennedy, Chappie Quitty. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Just like Dick Cheney, I say it all the time, Dick Cheney shot somebody in the head with a shotgun. It was bird shot, ABL, whatever. The dude didn't die. He was just kind of a little injured, but not really that bad. But Dick Cheney shot this guy in the head with a shotgun. The guy got on TV and apologized to him, talking about, I'm sorry for the inconvenience, and, you know, this is... I like. <laughs> That was crazy. It's like, I, I understand. I can kind of understand not getting in trouble, right? Maybe it was an accident. Maybe you didn't do anything, but apologizing to Dick Cheney for him shooting you in the head. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can find that clip. Uh, hold on. Yeah, here it is. I think, I think this is it right here. This, this might be it. This might just be it. Now, this was crazy, 100% crazy. My family and I are deeply sorry for all that Vice President Cheney and his family have had to go through this past week. We send our love and respect to them as they deal with, with situations that are much more serious than what we've had this week. Like, I'm, I'm sorry for getting shot, sir. Hey, my my bad. I apologize to the, for the inconvenience. <laughs> I mean, that that right there, when I saw that, I was like, okay, there's something else going on here. Okay, so here, here's the description. I'm, I'm going to read it for you guys right here so you know it's not just some kind of random thing. Yeah, okay, like, check it out. Hold on. Harry Whittington, 
Um, victim of accidental shooting by Dick Cheney speaks. So <laughs> my family and I are deeply sorry for all the vice president Cheney and his family had, had to go through this past week. He's the victim apologizing. Look, look at his face. He got shot right there with a shotgun. So that that's the injury right there. It's not that bad, but like I said, it was like some kind of bird shot. But look at his eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, when I saw that, like I said, I knew that there was more going on and in this country, it was like a lot of things happening. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I knew there was more to meet the eye in this country as far as politics and how things operate. And I'm right. And I am right. <laughs> People are surprised by that. Are you, you're not, not surprised, are you? Well, I got a lot more clips that kind of like, you know, make you say, hmm, what's going on? There's one clip of, I think it might have been W or Daddy Bush being rushed off the stage by a guy. It's one of, one of his uh, donors. It's like, look, okay, you're giving the speech. All right, but wrap it up. We don't got all day to be up here, boss. <laughs> okay, we, we paid you your money, but now you got to get something else. Keep, keep it moving. Hold on. Nah, they, they're giving me, they're giving me Trump stuff. I mean, that ain't really what I want. I'll, I'll find that at a different time. I will find that at a different time. All right. So thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. We got super chats on deck. I'm going to read those right quick. And then we're going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434 434- 658-1220, do not call right now. I will get to the calls in just a few minutes. After, after Super Chats are over, we're going to get to that. Shout out to FA Ranger Xbox who says, I post memes in the comments of your posts on Facebook. You will find them appropriately hilarious. Also, Apple says, health and happiness, peace and prosperity, ABL for 2022. Also, ABL, your year's resolution, have a great year. Well, I don't do those resolutions. I never, I, I did it when I was like much younger, but I don't do them anymore because I feel like when you set something for the new year resolution, you really don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm always kind of a work in progress. I'll, I always try to improve. I always try to do things better. I'm always doing that every day. So that's not really a thing for my new years. Personally, that's just my thing. If someone does that, then cool for them. That's just not how I operate personally. Uh, also, God bless January 6th, Mega Patriots in D.C. Jail, Solitary. Also, I hope the truth of January 6th comes out. FBI inside job. Also, political predictions for 2022, political three wishes. Okay, my predictions for 2022, first of all, it's going to be crazy this year. Um, Like, once you get kind of close to the midterm elections, it's going to get crazy. Um. Somebody going to get shot and it's going to be Black Lives Matter. They're going to come out and talk about it. It could be anybody. It really don't matter who it is. You know, people get shot every single day. Don't nobody care until they care. Until BLM comes out and then it's a problem. You're going to see something like that happen in my humble opinion. You're going to see BLM. They're going to get their budget refreshed. Their their debit cards refreshed. They're going to be back out. Um, And I think it's going to be a red wave in the midterms for sure. And you're going to see a lot of pressure put on the administration. I think one of these people in office are going to 
leave for some kind of reason or another. I don't know how they're going to leave or why, but I think that they may leave. I mean, there could be a variety of reasons why I'm not going to say anything right here. Cause I, I, you know, I can't predict the future. There's no crystal ball. I can't really tell what's going to happen, but I think something may happen right there. And my wishes would be that again, we have the, the red wave in the midterms. Um, that that's, that's pretty much it. Red wave political wishes. I don't really want nothing else. I mean, you always want things to go back. Right. I, I wish that they could ban these ridiculous predatory, um, 12 year old minded teachers in school, get them out of there. Okay. These obvious predators that should be in jail right now. Like if I could be, if I could have some kind of power, I would have like the minority report thing where you could tell somebody's future because some of these people I could tell they're going to be doing something crazy, man. Just put them in jail right now, man. Big rocks, little rocks right now. ASAP. I don't got no time to be dealing with try, trying to monitor them and trying to watch them. Put them in jail right now. Let them just sit there and do that. Okay. That's pretty much where I'm at. If I could just be a king and rule like that. But anyway, I digress. Thank you to Marie Stark for your emoji donation. I appreciate you for that one. Thank you to Josh Foster who says, hey, ABO, what's your opinion on why the media wants to create division in this country? Potentially a race war. I don't see how there is any benefit to this. I do absolutely believe the mainstream media lies relentlessly. Thanks. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. Now, the media, they make money on division. If not for division, how are they going to eat? How are they going to be able to make ends meet? So that's their whole thing. That's the whole money-making strategy is about division. That's all it's about. And um, a race war? I don't think so. Now, I heard that a lot. Is it going to be a civil war? Is it going to be a race war? No, because it's not enough combatants that really want to fight. The people that are out there cussing and fussing and carrying on are not, are not really going to want to fight, in my humble opinion. They're Antifa and whatnot. They're out there because there's no resistance. That's the problem. Okay, if they bring the police out there, then a lot of times they kind of fall back. If the police can do their job, really, then they fall back. But if they can't, then they just, they, they spread like roaches. We saw it in Portland. They don't go really anywhere else and do that kind of stuff. Like, come down here to Tennessee and try to do that stuff. And, and, pss, man, everybody got guns. It ain't going to happen. But in Portland, everybody wanted to be nice. And, you know, you got crackheads running wild. These part-time dope fiends go out there, put their black block on, and tear up a little shopping areas and steal stuff to use to go buy drugs with. That's what they do. They're not really trying to fight, in my opinion. And somebody was trying to tell me that, well, a civil war does not mean everybody fights in the country. But my point is that those that are trying to fight don't really want to fight, if that makes any sense. You see riots happening, and it's not the whole city that's out there. It's some rioters. But the only reason why they're out there is because there's no resistance. It's one-sided. It's just one side out there just pummeling, tearing stuff up with no resistance. You heard the the mayor of D.C. or the prior mayor of D.C., uh, Stephanie Rawlings Blake, I think her name was, or Baltimore, one of them places. One of them, anyway, I don't want to go down that road. But the former mayor of D.C. was like, we gave them space to destroy. That might have been Baltimore, but anyway, we gave them space to destroy so that means you're not going to arrest anybody. We're not going to lock anybody up. You can do what you want to do. It's like having a little kid in a room full of toys and just letting them break all the toys. That's what they do. 
But when the mom come in with the belt and start whipping them, then they stop. Anyway, thank you to AB who says, Joe Biden said, let's go. Brandon, I agree. On my birthday, December 24th, happy new year, ABL, great show. And thank you for that, man. And happy belated birthday, Christmas Eve, great day. Thank you to Mo for your laughing emoji donation. Thank you to Dung is Fun, <laughs> who says, you paid to get into doc. You pay to get in doctorate in college. Then you get parents to pay for you to indoctrinate your kids. There you go. <laughs> right on. Well, I, th- I think I think I was trying to say you pay to get indoctrinated in college, and then you pay to have them do the same thing to your kids. Indoctrination. Thank you to Tanisha Williams who said, Happy, Happy New Year, ABL. I hope 2022 brings you good health, peace, prosperity, love, safety, and happiness. Thank you for that. That's a very nice comment. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Dungus Fund who said Texas has gone up 15%. We're talking about real estate value in Texas. I, I believe it because everybody wants to go there. And if you're living in a place where there's limited supply and a high demand, you got to raise the price. It's simple law. Simple law, economics, supply and demand. Real easy. Thank it to Derek, who says, I went to San Diego recently. That's probably the last line of defense as far as Cali goes. Almost nobody wearing masks. They don't, they didn't care at all. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I really am. Because the whole mask thing is gotten on my nerves relentlessly. And I'm glad I'm in a free state where that's not even really a thing. There's, there's no vax mandates, no mask, none of that type of stuff out here. It's like everybody lives as normal and we're totally fine. Totally fine. Um, what else we got going on? Thank you to Byron8899 who says, what are your thoughts on foreign investors, probably cash, buying up property? Does that concern you despite people leaving states? It does concern me, especially China. Not only property, but businesses. China owns Smithfield Foods. Yes, they do. They bought that when I was in Virginia a few years ago. Yep. So your, your, your ham and bacon, all that kind of stuff, that's, that's China. So that's that's definitely a problem. They're buying up scrap metal. They're buying up property, businesses, all that kind of stuff. At a certain point, it's like America is for sale. And when it's all said and done, when the smoke clears, who's going to own it? Is it going to be us as Americans or somebody else? I, I can't tell. Hopefully, it's still going to be us. You know, I don't want to have a situation where China comes in and is like, yo, we own 50% of America, so here's the rules. And if you don't want to do it, then... We're cutting off your internet. We're cutting off social media. You won't have any more, no more, no more pork, chicken, beef, none of that. Thank you to Noah Garcia who says, ABL, do you know what Don Lemon Head and AOC have in common? They both vacation in Florida. Hold on. Do I have to? <laughs> that, that'll work. <laughs> or there you go. <laughs> Thank you for donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Rick, who says LGB coin is owned by a hedge fund manager. Top 25 wallets own 70% of the supply. The LP is unlocked. On their website, it says don't expect to sell if you purchase any. Hedgy voted for, donated to Dems. Oh, well, I know all that. Thank you for that. That's good information. Thank you to Christy725, who says Happy New Year, ABL. I'm so grateful to have found your stream last year. Look forward to your show in 2022 and beyond. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to Silas who says, uh, some LGBTs are ditching the T, sick of the fuss. Hey, I don't, I don't blame them. I know some guys like that. Shout out to Rob Smith and Christian Walker. These guys, they're like, look, 
they, they're gay, but they're not really into all that extra stuff. You know what I mean? And that's, I, I respect that. The whole LGBTQ elemental P, that ain't my lifestyle. But I respect people that understand the ridiculousness. My whole thing has always been, if you engage in behavior between adults that's consenting, then that's your business. But then when it comes to, okay, you identify as a woman, but really you built like Michael Phelps or um, uh, Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool, you built like that competing against five foot three girls in college. It's like, man, come on. You just, you're just not being fair. That's just not right, man. As a man, I don't care what you, what your sexuality is, you're still a man at the end of the day. You could be looking like RuPaul or looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Regardless, you're still a man. Be a man. Don't, you know, um, intrude on women's spaces. Leave them alone. Let them have their space. Why is it a bad thing to say? Okay, I'm, I'm a true feminist in, in a real way that wants the best for women, not the worst for women. I don't want them to be unhappy, sad, mad, carrying on, acting the fool. No, everybody have their space. Men, we have our space. They got their space. They have their place. We have our place. Why is that bad to say that? Is that is that offensive? Is that, am I am I going to the penitentiary for that? Am, am I going to jail for that or what? Thank you to Unwuli Aputa, and I told our name up, man. I'm sorry, blame the white man. Who says, uh, "Good evening, ABL. I enjoy your live streams every Wednesday and Saturday. Some colleges are going virtual this spring semester. Majority of them are vaccinated already. So what's the essence of it all?" That's a really good question. Um, they're going virtual because they don't want to do the in-person stuff. Like I saw a poll that said 90% of Chicago teachers want to stay virtual. After they open up, after everybody's back, they still want to be virtual because they don't want to go to, they, they, they're lazy. They don't want to go in into the, the classroom. They don't want to be a babysitter also. That's one part. Because a lot of parents send their kids to, K through 12 for a babysitter while they're at work. They don't care about what's going on. They don't ask questions. They don't care what's being taught and checking the report card. It's a babysitter. That's really what's going on for some parents, not all, obviously. So that's the case in K through 12. But college, it could be laziness, you know, because if you're an adult, you don't need a babysitter. And not everyone's going to be on campus living there. When I was in college, I was off campus, I was in the street. So I ain't really not literally like living in the street. I was just out there just doing my thing. So I didn't need a babysitter as an, as a 21 year old, but, um, laziness, not wanting to be a babysitter and also not wanting to be in dangerous environments. If you live in, in a place like Detroit, Michigan, right. And they say, Hey, do you guys want to go to this dangerous school where you got to pull in a bulletproof vest and whatnot to teach these kids? Or do you want to stay home and teach them from there? I'll stay at home. So that's my answer to that question. Hopefully they kind of answered it for you. Thank you to Alan who says, what if Sleepy Joe was trying to throw a lifeline out there like a trafficked person when agreeing to let's go, Brandon? <laughs> hey, you never know. It, that, that's, that's a really good question. Thank you, thank you Jesse Judah who says, oh, it's the, the emotion with the, the buildings. Thank you for that. Appreciate for your donation. Thank you to Freedom Autopsy Report who says, ABL, would you coin yourself? What about Trump coin? Kardashian crypto? No, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, that'd be funny, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even buy it myself. So, nah. Thank you to Buck vs. Windshield who says, I made a New Year's resolution 15 years ago. 
to never again make a new resolution. There you go. Exactly. I've kept that one right. Thank you to Aaron Bethay who says blaming the trucker for a crash due to a brake failure is like blaming the pilot for a wing falling off. Most people don't know what real stress is. I, I see. I, I got you. I do understand. Thank you to Brian for your donation. Thank you to Bro uh, Buck Joe Obama who says, I don't agree with Tatum on NYPD kicking the boy and his fam out. Mandates are not law and they have a choice to not enforce them. Most cops are not. Yeah, I, I see your point. Now, to get back to kind of recap this, what happened? Now, there was a restaurant in New York that had a, a vax mandate, I suppose. And a family did not have their vax mandate card. Or vax mandate card, their vax card. It didn't have it on them. So what happened was they're sitting down at the table. I guess they were eating or get ready to eat or whatever. And the police come in to say, hey, you got to leave. You don't have your VATS card. You got to leave. They weren't trying to arrest somebody. They say you got to leave. You're trespassing. Now, the cops got there because somebody called the police. See, my thing is, if everybody's going to play, if everybody's going to be on the same page and not call the cops and not try to interfere and not get them involved and just allow things, then it wouldn't have been a problem. It wasn't necessarily the cops' fault. It was the person who called the police. Who called the police on them? See, in, in Trump Tower in New York City, they have these uh, vax mandate signs everywhere, but they're not enforcing it. And that's the case in most New York places that have any kind of businesses, from what I hear. I could be wrong about that. Let me know if I'm wrong in the comments, but they're not enforcing the mandate. If you enforce it, your own as a business, is it you to blame as a business for enforcing the mandate or is it the police for calling when they're called? For, for coming when they're called and say, okay, you got to leave because you're trespassing. I see your point, but I think I understand what Tatum was saying. It's like, is it their fault? Because if they call you to say, hey, I don't want them here. They're in my spot. They got to get out. What do you do? They didn't get arrested. They just had to, had to leave. Personally, if somebody says, hey, you're not welcome here, I'm not going to be there. But see, it becomes weird when you're talking about things like public institutions um, are you talking about uh, you know going to the library going to the, uh, the DMV things like that where you're paying taxes there that's a whole different ball of wax but to a restaurant if they enforce their vax mandate I'm not going to go period if I go to the place and they say hey where's your vax card alright have a nice day that's happening right now all over the city the best way to fight that is to not go to that place not really blaming the officers, in my opinion. We'll talk about that a little bit more on the show, I suppose. Thank you to Brian for your donation. I already read that one. Thank you to Dia or DLA who says, hi, ABO, enjoying you from a neighboring state, Arkansas. Shout out to Arkansas. Way, way over there by, by Memphis. Uh, it's good to be free, isn't it? Happy New Year. Thank you for that. Uh, very good to be free out here in Tennessee. I love it. Thank you to Not a Band Account who says, if we temporarily repeal the Constitution, could we see a uh, decisive and into the pandemic? The president would give up power once the crisis is over. That's a good question. I'm not really sure. That's a really good question. Uh, Ricky Lee says Delta Airlines CEO convinced CDC to lower the infection quarantine from 10 days to five days with workers supposed to work five days of it with masks on. Yeah. You know what? And the thing about it is the workers still wear masks. 
Like I fly Delta all the time and they got masks on, on the flight. They're not, they don't have their mask off. So that whole thing was dumb. I think what happened was the Delta CEO at Bastion, he called them or, or he probably called them first. You know, and he, he has a number, obviously, you know, you, you, you a CEO, you be in DC all the time. You got that number. You probably call Anthony Fauci like, look, man, that quarantine time was killing this. Please eradicate the quarantine time. Everybody has a virus. The Marion spreading around. We cannot staff the planes. Planes are grounded. We can't get things done. You're killing us. It'll be bailout part two. So reduce the quarantine time or end it. So it's like, all right, check it out. We can do a, a compromise. Rather than removing the quarantine, let's cut it to five days. So cut it in half, right? All right, we'll do that. So send me a letter, put your letter head on it, sign it. We'll do a press release and we'll say that, you know, it's because um, you get you get the disease early and you have low symptoms a little bit after that and it's over with in five days. We'll make it work. Okay, here's a letter, boom. Press release, boom. CDC, boom. And there you have it. That's how it works. It's clear. It's so clear. Because, you know, that's why all these flights were grounded, or part of it, short staffing, right? The, the funniest thing is when they say the weather caused it, because one airline will have short staffing, they'll say it's the weather and short staffing, and then another one will say it's just the short staffing. They'll be in the same airports, flying in the same weather, it's all cap. Like, the whole thing is about the quarantine time, eliminating their staff, not literally, but figured, like, they can't. They can't staff the planes, the pilots, the flight attendants, baggage, everybody. Thank you to Tina who says, wishing you continued success and blessings in the new year. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Uh, shout out to Jalapeno Ketchup who says, happy new year. Had my black eyed peas and greens for luck. Did you? I never did that. I don't think. I think I, I, think I did that like once or twice. Yeah, I think I did do that once or twice, but I, I didn't do it this year. No. Thank you to Caius, who says, what do you think about the assassin from Merced? I have no idea. I'm not sure who that is. Thank you to James Ellis, who says, I'm a marine biologist and an architect. Oh, is that right? Okay, well, shout out to you. You know, shout out to your skill, your skilled trade that's going to be around for a long time. All right, we got calls on deck. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. If you've been drinking, just enjoy the show, but don't call in because you think you sound like um, like uh, James Earl Jones giving the speech in the movie at the end. Well, we must tell everyone to stand up for yourselves and do right. You sound like a crackhead when you're on the phone when you're drinking, so don't do it to yourself just for all of our sake and for your sake as well. Also, shout out to Nana Band Account who says, happy for 2022, happy for 2020 part three, ABL. There you go. Hey, matter of fact, it's 2022. Get it? 2022. Hold on. Get myself to. There you go. <laughs> All righty. But time for the calls. Let's go ahead and load Skype up. If it doesn't work right, it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. And let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling. 
The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also an email in the box for Skype. You could be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, talk about whatever's going on. Let's go in and get to it. 416, you're on the line. I'm going to speak it to. How you doing, Anthony? What's that? Uh, go ahead. You, you, you on. Oh, okay. Um, happy New Year, and uh, hope everything's going well so far. All right on, man. Same to you. Happy New Year. <laughs> it's Cigar Box. So uh, I was just wondering, like, uh, this AOC kerfuffle, as you put it, um, is she's going to be using this logic that people criticizing her want to date her, supposedly? then using her logic, she must have one hell of a crush on Ted Cruz. <laughs> right, exactly, because she's been going really hard at Ted over the, the past uh, few months. Oh, yeah. And so uh, this other thing, like you were making that point about her and Don Lemon, they criticize Florida so much, and yet they're both down there. And uh, also, uh, they're all the pair of them are always screaming about white supremacy. And yet both of them go to bed with a white man at the end of the night. That's right. It's always like that. You know what? It's a pattern. Whenever I see that kind of talk, I know who their partner is. It never fails all the time. And you know what What's funny is that when I see kind of, when I, when I see a black male on TV doing that, I think, okay, they got a white male lover and it's always the case. I've seen it a few times now. Not not only with Don Lemon, but with other black male guys that go on TV and talk like that. Always. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Um, that the thing about that trucker, you you hit on something pretty pretty good there. Uh, you said the guy doesn't normally live out there; he drives in Texas mostly. And I recall I went out to west with a, a friend of mine. We live in Ontario, and there's like not mountains, so we went out west and. We were driving on on a mountain, and when we came down the mountain, it was unbelievably scary. And we were just in a car. Oh yeah, uh, you know. So I can only imagine what was going through that poor guy's mind. And even if he knew about that that off ramp thing to drive on, he, he was probably scared to do it. Like he probably thought he was going to crash or or whatever. Like driving onto that, it's very uh, scary. I, I don't I don't think he should have been hit with that. Like they, you know, what they should just do is like. They can say, we'll take your license away or whatever. He, that's bad, but, I mean, he doesn't have to do any time. Right, yeah. I, it makes sense to me because it, it was clearly an accident. It was done intentionally. Um, they said maybe it was negligent, but still, that's a long time in the penitentiary for for an accident. Yeah, yeah, awful long. That's crazy. Um, the, you, were, you were touching on something there that made me think. Um because of all this defund the police stuff, I know that a long time ago, I don't even know exactly when, but they took money out of the police force in Detroit and the crime just went through the ceiling. And that was before any of this, but nobody seems to recall the problems that they wound up with. And you can tell just by going to Detroit. And also, do you remember just a short while ago, they took, like the, these people wanted the money taken away. Actually, they wanted the police taken right out of the neighborhoods in Baltimore. And it was like two weeks later and they were begging the cops to come back. Yeah, I do, I do remember that. Yep. Yeah, so, I don't know. Hopefully, they will have 
thought about things like this and they're going to turn their minds around and uh, hopefully this year is going to get better, but I can't see it. Anyway, thanks a lot for taking my call and have a great time. Good night, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. I right, to the call. Shout out to my man Cigar Box for the call. But yeah, I got a mountain story right quick before we get to the more, next calls. Because when we said that, it kind of reminded me of my story. Like, if you're from Virginia, you know what I'm talking about. Now, where you on the interstate, 64 going to 81, like up past um, Stanton, Waynesboro, Charlottesville. When you're going that way to 81, you got the Afton Mountain. It's this crazy big mountain. I was on it one time back in like 2012. And it's January, so it's snowing. I'm in front of the snow plows in, I think I had a um, a forerunner or something like that. I had a forerunner in front of the snow plows. Like literally the snow plows are behind me. So I'm seeing nothing but white snow on the ground on the mountain. And I'm going down. I'm like, oh man, this is all bad. So you're talking about white knuckles. Like I'm, I'm black, obviously. My, my knuckles are pure white as snow. White as snow on the ground outside going down that mountain. Very scary extremely and then when i came back it, i was on the same mountain and it was a truck right behind me i'm talking about like i'm going down and it was curved that was going as it was going down too so you got a steep grade on the after mountain coming down and you, you you turn at the same time a truck was like right here like if i would have if i if it was somebody in the back seat you can just roll the window down in the back. You could touch the truck. It was right there. I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to die right here? But I was all right. I was straight. You know, my, my, my uncle was right there. He didn't say a word. He was just like, yeah, man, you got it. <laughs> you got it, man. Don't even worry about it. I was like, oh, man. But I made it. It's scary. Now, imagine being in the 18-wheeler and your brakes are, and your brakes are gone and it's snowing and it's at night. Man, oh, man, be ready to. Anyway, I'll move on. Let's go to. Uh, 209, your line I'm speaking to. 209, hello? Hello? Yes. Anthony. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I just wanted to let everybody know in your audience that Marjorie Taylor Green needs everybody's help. They're trying to kick her out. Okay. And she's really fighting for us a lot, so... That's mainly the only thing I had to say, except I hope you had a very Merry Christmas, and I hope this is a better New Year for all of us. Have a good night. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Thank you for the call. Bye. All righty. Let's go ahead and go to 740. You don't learn who I'm speaking to. Hey, speaking to Michael from New York. All righty. What's going on? Hey, not much. I love your show, by the way. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you. I was just wondering, uh, speaking to, um, you know, I love your idea of speaking to independence and everything. Um, I just wondering how much skills do you have if the government did fall? Um, what do you mean? Like as far as like being able to survive and that, th- that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I have some skills, you know, I'm not going to say I'm like Paul Bunyan over here or Bear Grylls, but I have some skills. I do. That's what I was wondering, because I grew up in the country and I could survive if, you know, the government did fall. I was just wondering, you know, with all the, I'm not going to say preaching, but, you know, um, I love the ideas that you pronounce and being able to survive on your own without the government 
uh, assistance. So, yeah, you know, the main thing what I would do is go back to West Virginia, West Virginia, because you know I got family out there, live right on the river, so you got some food right there. You can go fishing. Obviously, uh, it's not not a really clean river, but it'll do if you if you're hungry. Um, you have ways to kind of hide if you need to. You got power source if you need it. You got coal everywhere. You, could, you could go to the mountain, just pick up the coal for for heat. Um, you could do different things out there to survive. And I also I prep a little bit. I have some some dry food here, and I'll do more of that. I, I'm gonna do more of that as time progresses. So yeah, I'll be able to survive for a while without having the government and that kind of thing. You know. I think I think I think I think without the government, you'd probably be better off, really, because the government does not really do that much, especially federal government. They don't really do anything for the states that much. They're more just focused on just trying to take tax money and spend it unnecessarily. Fair enough. Hey, thanks for everything. Have a good night. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Go back to West Virginia. Be in the mountain and, and be chilling. Be in the area where it's kind of hard to get to, where if anybody enters, you'd be able to see them coming. I don't really want to be out in a wide open area where anybody has access to it. No. I, you know, and I had guns, but you know, that bought an accident, they're all gone. I'd be able to find some guns out there some kind of way in case the world collapsed. I would find some guns some kind of way and some ammo magically and some MREs and some other kind of supplies that I think I might need. Like in my truck right now, I got all kinds of stuff that I need. Like if somebody is injured on the side of the road, I got a first aid kit. I got um, a hatchet, all kind of stuff if I need it. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, what's up, bro? I just got to tell you something, man. Before I called the show, I called into the Jason Black show. I'm not entirely sure you know who that is. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, bro, and it's just, it's just, when I call it to a show, it's just sad, man, because black people, man, it's like, even, not even in the mainstream media, but even in the independent media, man, it's like, we're, we are, we are not allowed to be logical thinking people. We, we are supposed to be emotional people just at war with white people. So I called it to the guy's show because the guy was talking about how the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict was a was a verdict of white supremacy. So, so, so I just asked him a question. I said, when you see white people fighting each other, why are you trying to involve black people into that conflict? Are you trying to make us be frontline soldiers for the white liberals to go fight their battles? Because I don't see any other race jumping in, throwing their skin color into every incident when white people get, get involved. Of course, he played that, you know, the tap dancing music with a banjo or me being the cool, right? So then I said, I said, okay, now that you play that music, can you answer my question? <laughs> then, then he says the media is not siding with Kyle Rittenhouse. And I was like, dude, did you did did you watch CNN? Are you watching MSNBC? The white liberal media is constantly calling this a white supremacy case. Then he hangs up on me. And what this just shows is that there is no intellectual debate. There's no intellectual talk in the black community. In fact, to be honest, the only time I can have an intellectual conversation is if I call into the show. But in the mainstream media, you don't see like the black right and the black left talking and having serious intellectual discussions about the black community. It's like it's like we're separate. And sadly, 
what the media has done is, a, is, a, is, is of course, they sided with the black left because the black left creates a victim mentality in a slave group so that we can be the soldiers for them. So the next time a bunch of Trump supporters get together or a bunch of Proud Boys, now these are, these are their boogeymen. When, when a bunch of Proud Boys and a bunch of Boogaloo Boys get together, you, you're going to have these idiot black people out there in the front line thinking they're battling against white supremacy, siding with the media, the media who is not controlled by black people. This, 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 this is what these people don't understand. All of their talking points come from white liberals who none of them have black skin. And if the white liberal truly love them as, as, as they think, why don't they give up their positions to them? They're not going to give up their positions to them. They are, they are getting too much power, too much influence of the idiotic Negro who is not allowed to think not logically and who is very emotional. And it's sad, man. And this is why I really focus on black people, man, because I feel like out of all the races in the country, man, we have the most propaganda the most brainwashing, even in the independent circles where you think black people would know better, where you think they will understand the power of the media. These people are just regurgitating stuff they hear on TV and acting like they're woke. This is serious, man. And you wonder why our community is talking about the exact same issues 50 plus years later. At post-integration, we're having the exact same problems and nobody, no intellectual is, is standing up questioning or fighting it, man. And, and, and bro, it, it's just it's just sad, bro. And that's all I want to say, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. I take care. Yeah, right on point though. I I never really seen, you know, black liberals and black conservatives together having a a, a rational conversation because it's so much about emotion. It comes from a lot of us being just raised by single women and there's no, there's no male influence there. So it's all about how you feel and what you, what you, it's not about actual logic. If it was about logic, then you can get something done. But when you're absent of logic, then it's like, what can you do? Not much. That's not good at all. Not in the least bit. Let's get to the next one here. All righty. 707, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, this is uh, Lee. All righty, what's going on? Uh, not a whole lot, ABL. Um, Happy New Year to you. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, listen, um, about 20 years ago, I was, um, I was collecting for a collection agency in Northern California, and they gave me the, uh, the return check desk, the bad check desk, and I got a couple of checks on the desk um, for a local grocery store in Northern California called Food for Less. And um, the checks were written by um, the checks were written by by uh, Kamala Harris. Oh wow, <laughs> the Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah. Now um, it, it was in fact the Kamala Harris. Um, I didn't know at the time. I didn't know who it was, so I, I I tried calling the phone number on the check. It was a generic phone number, and um, it just said the voicemail was full. I couldn't get through. Couldn't leave a message. So uh, I I checked the address on the check, and it was it was owned by Kamala Harris. And I I pulled her credit report, looked at the credit report, 
and I, I saw that, that, you know, everything was fine and that her employer was a uh, county district attorney for, for San Francisco. So I went ahead and um, gave her a buzz about it, left her a message. She called me back the next day, and I told her what it was in regards to. Um, you know, just a couple of checks that were written about 11 days apart 20 years ago, um, and she owed $480 for them. And I, and I said, uh, did you want to pay that over the phone right now, you know, with the visas or another? And we can put that through. She And she cackled at me. She said, no, no, I, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, I wanted to tell her. I wanted to tell her right there, no, no, wrong answer. Get out your visa. Read me the numbers. Let's go. And she said, no, give me your address there, and I'll, I'll send you, you know, money order or whatever. And, you know, I said, today, tomorrow? She said, no, like not, like eight or nine days, you'll have it in the mail. So I looked for it. She didn't call me back. I called her, and, and it never came. So I had to send her certified mail about the checks. I had to have the uh, I had to have the the collection agency's attorney send her an attorney demand letter, giving her thirty days to pay. She didn't pay it. Had to have her served with a summons and complaint, and she had to appear in Alameda Civil Court twenty years ago and and answer for uh, two fraudulent checks that she wrote that. Um, you know, the decision to pay or return a check, it's made, Anthony, when, 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 the, when the check is presented for payment. She did it twice, 11 days apart, to, uh, like I said, a Northern California um, discount grocery store called Food for Less that, um, you know, it services kind of low-income communities, minority communities, uh, people, you know, on fixed incomes or whatever, just, you know, single moms or whatever. And, uh, yeah, she, she defrauded this place. And... She finally showed up in the court the, the, the day that, you know, her case came up and that she needed to appear. And then she went ahead and, uh, you know, she paid her $480 for her awful, horrible, disgusting, rotten return checks, bad checks. And, uh, you know, she was Time Magazine's person of the year last year. And, uh, uh, you know, where, where she's sitting in line to now, I think we all know, you know, what's what's coming, but... I don't know. I've had this story for 20 years. I mean, it's, you know, it's been on my mind. And so I just wanted to get off my chest and share, you know, we all love Kamala's story. So. Wow. That's a great story. That's crazy. So, I mean, you see the kind of character we're dealing with, I mean, writing bad checks and then kind of like wanting to resist paying it back. It's like, well, come on. Like you have, you have the money, you have a nice government job. So what's going on? That's terrible. Yeah, I was pretty bad, but I wasn't having it. So I, I went ahead and, and and we saw her in court and, uh, you know, she did, she did what she needed to do. So, but not, you know, she made me go the full length with her on, you know what I mean? Like, right. like it was just. Wow. Well, th- thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you. Uh, ABL. All right, now take care. You too. Wow. <laughs> Writing bad checks, Kamala Harris. Really, is that what we're doing? Writing bad checks? No, I could see. All right, you know, it's a long time ago, and it might have been the glitch, and we've all had glitches. Okay, I'm not saying I write bad checks. I don't, but I'm just saying sometimes things happen. Like I got an email today talking about, oh, um, I had an account that still had a balance. I'm like, no, I don't got no, I don't got no balance. You know, I paid that. I got a receipt and everything. So sometimes things happen, right? But really, you gonna go through all of that. And, you know, you got to go to court over some bounce checks. That's 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 like some ghetto stuff. And I mean, I don't even want to go down that road. I'm just going to go ahead and digress. So, yeah, Kamala Harris writing bad checks. 
That's crazy. That's that's totally crazy. Five one three, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Yo, this is Mike down in Cincinnati, man. How you doing? I'm right, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, man. I just want to ask you a question real quick. You can hear me pretty good. Let me turn this fan off. Yeah, I hear all you right. well. I got it. Check this out. I love the show too, man. Thank you. All right. I got a question for you. How are they going to give a man 110 years for making an accident in a truck, right? I understand the, the whole off-ramp and everything going up the hill and all that. But then a jury just let a dude go for tying up a lady in her house, stabbing her 24 times when he was burglarizing. You, you hear about the jury? The jury, uh, the white lady on the jury that said that she couldn't put a black man in prison? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of messed up. I mean, I mean, you know, just looking around at how everything unfolded, I kind of wonder how they decided to even put the man in there for 110 years because he didn't take a deal. That go to just show you the system as it is anyway. You know, it's like try to get those conviction rates up and whatnot. I'm not going to last too long, but I just wondered what you was, uh, what you would think about that. Like how messed up it is that we're politically correct when a person intentionally went in somebody's house and stabbed this old lady 24 times and killed her. But then we could put a man in prison for an accident, give him 110 years, and then back it up and give him 10 years and think that it's all good. And so, I mean, just tell me what you think about that, man. I love the show, man. I'm watching. All right. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Now, yeah, that, that whole thing is crazy. Like, like I was saying before, you got guys that get convicted, that go to jail for really heinous crimes and don't get 110 years. Okay, so even beyond just a person who should have been locked up, not getting locked up, you got guys that do get locked up, that get sentenced and don't get 110. You got guys that commit violent crimes that don't even get 10 years or five years. I don't heard about guys shooting their gun at people on purpose and getting the same amount of time or less than the guy for an accident, an obvious accident. Some may say it's negligent, but it was an accident. But getting back to the guy, let's, I'm going to put him on the screen right quick. Hold on one second. Because we, you know, let's let's go ahead and show this right here so you guys know what I'm talking about. I may do a video on this, actually. So this guy, um, this guy right here is who he was talking about. the um, That burglarized an old lady and killed her. So the headline says, four person, three jurors unwilling to convict Rizal's based on race, leading to a mistrial. Okay, and here's the quote in question. Um... The three jurors said, quote, I don't want to send a young black Camille to jail for the rest of their life or have them get the death sentence, unquote. Okay, and Rizal's faces prison and possibly the death penalty for the murder of Jill Sue, a 59-year-old Davy woman who was killed in her home back in September 2014. Police said Rizal broke into her home to commit a burglary, and when he found Sue inside, he tied her up and stabbed her to death. His DNA was found on a knife, and inside the home. Okay, so it's like what 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 are we going? And and hold on. Two years after his arrest, Rosales escaped from a Broward County courtroom. He was found six days later. So not only did he burglarize the person, tied him up, stabbed him to death, then escaped the courtroom trying to flee. I mean this guy does not need to be out at all. I don't care about no race or nothing like that. You could be any race in the world. You could be male, female, young, old, black, white. I don't care. You got to go. You got to go. Some people say, you know, 
there's still racism around. You're talking about stuff like that. That's racism right there. When you don't lock a guy up that should be locked up because of his race. But yet the guy that had an accident, you get 110 years in the joint. Even 10 years is too much in my humble opinion, but definitely 110. All right. So it's like, what's, what's really going on? That's crazy. That's totally crazy. But let's get back to the call. So number to call 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. All right. Let's go to. All right. Give me one second. 203, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 203, hello. Oh. All right, we don't got time for the Obama phone. Put some minutes on the Obama phone, please. And let's go to the next one. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, BL, it's FNA Ranger Xbox. How you doing, buddy? I'm well, man. How about yourself? Oh, uh, even if I did complain, nobody's going to care anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> Just do the best you can. There you go. But uh, you're spot on on about those uh, New Year's Eve. Just try to be the best person you can every day. And if you don't, if you don't uh, succeed, just try better. Try harder the next day. You know. That's right. But uh, I honestly think that over over time, that the goal is to make child molestation legit. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the left's plan because, you know, primarily it's usually Democrats, donors, or high-level Democrat officials like, uh, oh, who was that guy here, Senator Dodd? He was famous for uh, flirting with underage girls here in Connecticut with uh, Barney Frank. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. running a little boy prostitution ring out of his Washington townhouse, but Barney didn't, I didn't know anything about it, sir. It's your house. How could you not know what's going on in your house? Anyhow, that's just my feelings on that. I was years ago, I was bagging groceries down in Florida at Publix. I'm not going to say the location, but uh, these three men were sitting in one of them fold up tables, you know, uh-huh. and they had these pamphlets, and it was NAMBLA. And, I, and they're all just happy as can be and everything. And they hand me a pamphlet, and I'm reading it. I grabbed that table. Pushed them down, and I'm jet, I'm beating them with the table, the edge of the table, <laughs> laying on the ground. The police came. I said, "Y'all can put me in jail for a hundred years. I don't care." Nambla, I never heard anything about. It. That was the first time I ever experienced that. Men, grown men, wanting to have sex with kids. Are you kidding me? That is not normal behavior. That that's that's not even even animals have better sense than that. You know that's what right. I mean? That's right. <laughs> but uh. And anyhow, that's just how I feel on that. I mean, uh, police came and uh, they they uh, said, well, you could press charges on him, but you're trespassing and you didn't have permission to be here. So we'd have to take you to jail, too. <laughs> and we don't think jail's going to work out too good for you, boys. <laughs> that's right, because it's, so, it's going to uh, be hard road for sure. But I grew up driving a truck on my dad's semi-truck. Uh, I joined the Army to get the heck away from it because my dad hauled furniture for North American van lines after he retired out of the Navy. Mm-hmm. So uh, he drove the north-south turnaround, but he also drove the east-west from Maine to California. So every two weeks, we're out in California and back on the East Coast every two weeks. And uh, mountain driving, you know, 
that's something you've got to be taught seriously. I mean, I started driving my dad's semi-truck when I was 15 years old. I'm not bald from genetics. I'm bald from my dad slapping me on the back of the head saying, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but, uh, when you're going downhill in a regular clutch with gear shift trans, I don't know how the automatics drive, but when you got a stick and a clutch and an 18 wheeler, especially a furniture hauler, 52 foot and it's loaded. Oh, yeah. You got to select like fifth or sixth gear, and that's it. And, uh, you know, you can't be afraid to hit the runoff, but you have to be taught that stuff. You just don't, you don't remember it or anything. You got you to have a driver there, and a lot of companies, like I work for a trucking company, I don't want to give it a name, but, you know, they have drivers when they go out and they ride with other drivers for a couple of months, you know, going different places, you know, to get them acclimated. And this guy worked for a little five, six truck outfit. I don't think they had a training program like that. And, uh, basically that's all I got for you, brother. I love your show as usual. And, uh, I spread the word, I spread, I share your stories on Facebook and I pop up memes in the comments of your stories. So if you look at them, you'll get a big kick out of them because I'm pretty good at, at making memes. Uh, you take care. God bless. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, bye. All right, shout out to man. FNA Ranger Xbox, great call. But yeah, them mountain driving is crazy, man. West Virginia, especially, but once you're in like Beckley and stuff like that, oh man, like you gotta. If you've never done mountain driving, it's a, it's an experience. You, you you just gotta experience it. Like you gotta go up and down. West Virginia is like that because there's so many mountains everywhere. You got these big kind of like. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you want to, um, like a bowl. You, you got to come up a hill, down a hill, and then you can see another hill coming up. So you got to accelerate game speed going down a little bit, but not too much because you don't want to get out of control, but you got a game speed coming down. And then once you're going, once you're going up a kind of a steep one, you have enough speed to go up. But at the same time, there's traffic on the road and people can't drive. You, you see these little beater cars on the road. These little four cylinders. If you got a four cylinder, forget about it. You might as well just ride a bike up the mountain. <laughs> four cylinder on the mountain is crazy. But I got I got I got my Tundra, my Toyota Tundra eight cylinder. It's it's a breeze. It's like sitting in your couch. You know, my, my, my uncle told me that he was like, man, get you a big truck in the mountains. It's like sitting in your couch. It's easy. But try driving the mountains with like a car, like a, a force. Your back could be hurting. It's crazy. If you're just driving flat, that's that's a breeze, man. You're just driving like in Florida, Virginia. That's that's nothing, but on the mountains it's crazy, and if you got narrow roads too, like out here, you got um, Lookout Mountain and Signal Mountain. To to climb that on them roads, you got steep roads that curve. It's 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 too much. There's one neighborhood called Stonehenge. It's like a random street that you wouldn't even really see if you weren't paying attention. You got to hit the road. It's like you got to kind of go backwards on the road and the drive is so steep. If you're not accelerating, you're going to fall back. You're going to, you're going to roll all the way back. If you're not accelerating, it's like, it's like you're going like this, like 90 degree vertical. What's that? It's a 90 degree, whatever it is. You're going straight up in the sky. Like you, like you just in a rocket ship. That's kind of how it feels. So a truck on a mountain like that. Dangerous. All right, man, what's going on on Skype? Hey, Bill, what's going on, brother? Ain't too much. 
That's good, good, good. Thank you for taking my call, brother. Oh, man. Um, about this truck, truck driver, man. I, I got to say something about this uh, truck driver, man. I did, I did on-the-road trucking, okay? I did it for about six months, okay? Before I did, uh, became a truck driver, okay? I'm not doing it no more, but I did it for six months, on-the-road trucking. Let me let you guys understand that truckers don't get enough respect. Truckers that deliver your food, your groceries, so many different items that you guys need, they don't get enough respect, man. Trucking is a completely different world, okay? Even even certain, even when I was driving like a regular car, certain signs I did not see until I became a trucker. You really have like four eyes when you become a trucker. Right. It, I think truckers need to um, be respected for what they. I'm telling you, trucker trucking job is n it's a serious thing, man. It's a serious thing. We don't give truckers enough credit for what they do. And I, I really want to give truckers a round of applause for driving. Some of them drive for 8, 12 hours to make sure you guys get your groceries, to make sure you guys get whatever you need. So I, truckers don't get enough respect. I personally believe that they need to create a separate roads for truckers. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I personally believe. And one thing I realized about being a trucker also for about six months, I notice men from all different race, black, Asian, white, who are truckers, who help each other out. There's a silence, silent voice within truckers that, that they don't really talk about it, but it's there where truckers are like, willing to help each other out if a truck break down if someone's going through an issue you know because i've been helped by i'm a black guy and i've been helped by a white dude i've helped a, an asian guy there's a silent voice within trucking world that show the real america that show what america really is the love that truckers have for each other the media is telling people that there's so much racism and and everybody hate that person and just have fear, just hate that other person over there and hate this other person. But I've traveled to so many different states and the whitest states I've experienced so much love amongst men. This is this is what the media hates. The media hates men coming together. One of the one of the biggest fear that the government have that the tyrannical government have is men coming together men from all different race and creed they are absolutely in terror when they see men come together this is why they're trying so much to tell you guys to look over there at that white at that white guy he's racist or look over there at that at that black guy they hate strong men who believes in God. They despise that stuff. Absolutely despise that stuff. And one thing I noticed, especially a, a gentleman called earlier, the guy that I usually call every now and then, he, talk, he was talking about the black community, okay? And this is what I noticed, what they did with the black community. They have weakened the black man so much and put the woman in front of the black man so that the black man lost their identity. 
Their identity is not rap music or sagging their pants. It's none of that. It's never been none of that. That's the media propaganda that has been pushed in the black community, that they have used women to push in the black community. Man needs to get back their role as being men. They fear men. The devil fears man, man. I'm telling you, they, the devil fears the man because the, the beating heart of man is the image of God. And that's what the devil fear. They fear that stuff, man. And when I see this trucker who is getting 100 and plus years, it's, it's so disrespectful to so many truckers out there that are missing their Christmas, missing Thanksgiving, missing all the holidays not spending time with their kids so you guys can eat. It's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely gross. Absolutely gross. And, and a lot of truckers have that fear in their hearts that something can go wrong at any moment. Don't, I've did the job for six months. It's, it's in our heart. It's in our mind. No truckers want someone to die. It was an accident. Um, Two more statements before I go, uh, ABL. I just want to uh, say say this thing about the, the vaccine real quick because I'm really furious tonight. The CDC keeps telling people that the vaccine is safe and effective. If, if you guys don't understand this, the same CDC that's telling you guys that the vaccine is, sa is safe and effective is the same CDC that did the Tuskegee experiment on black people. They did that experiment for 40 years. Since 1932 to 1972, they did it for 40 plus years that destroyed a lot of black families. And they're the same people that's telling you guys that this thing is safe and effective. Meanwhile, people are having heart problems. Some people dying, T taking people's livelihood, but saying that they're not doing it on. They're not taking your freedom away. You can go and get another job. So how many police jobs that you have to go through training to get? How many school that people went to? People went to school for 10 years to get that certificate so they, they can practice that stuff. You can't just go out there and get another job. This is people's life. I'm uh, ABL, I got to go, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for taking my call. I'm just ah, I'm pissed off. Thank you for the call. Great call. I, I felt him on that. I understand why you upset. I do. It's, it's just weird because, you know, a lot of these people talking about, oh, go out there and get the jab, get the jab, get the jab, talking about how racist the system is and how it's not set up for us, all this, that, and the third. You say all that, but then at the same time say, trust the government, trust the science, trust whatever they say. How does it make any sense? How is the government racist and hates black people, hates everybody, and it's not for us, it's for the elite? You say all that, then at the same time say, oh, go ahead and take it, just believe whatever the government says. That doesn't make any sense. That goes back to what I was saying earlier about these people telling you to do one thing and then they, they go do something else. Or they'll say one thing one minute, a different thing the next minute. It's like pick what you're going to pick your ground to stand on and just stand on it. All right, let's go to the next one here. Let's go to 562. You don't know who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, it's Bald Brad. How you doing? That's all right, man. What's going on? Uh, you know, starting the new year off right, hopefully, so can't complain. Right, right. Hey, so uh, I've actually called in your show a couple of times, talked about California, the gas prices, education. I don't know if you remember. Probably not. You can no, I, I do. But, I remember. Um, 
but this whole substitute teacher thing, I was actually, I, I, I originally saw it on your episodes and uh, I, I find it fascinating because there, there's actually a lot to it um, and kind of wanted not a long form discussion, but just kind of a discussion with somebody about education. Cause I feel like rarely we get to have this kind of conversation in the political sphere, but it's something I think that is at the forefront of our culture and our social fabric. And it's something that honestly, like you said, where these certain ideologies are inside the classroom, unless we do something about it, it's, you're talking generations to correct it. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. Yeah, correct. Because it's so ingrained because you have the kids being taught by these people who have been taught by other people. It's like a, it's like a cycle type of thing. And then you have, not just teachers, but probably administration as well as everybody. It's like trying to reform the swamp in DC. Mm-hmm. And the, the interesting thing about the substitute teacher, because actually, so I was, um, I was a public accountant for 10 years. And somebody might think, well, why the heck would you switch into teaching? Quite frankly, I just came down to, I didn't want to work 90 plus hours a week. I was a, I was a public auditor and then a tax accountant. And so I switched careers. And I honestly, I absolutely love teaching. It, it was, I went to school, got my master's degree, and there's a whole story behind that as far as microaggressions and how the education system had changed since I did my bachelor's. But um, I absolutely loved the career, but you know, I had to do a stint of student, um, not student teaching, but um, substitute teaching. And so honestly, California's requirements are actually pretty loose on substitute teachers. Really, all you have to do is just go take uh, what's called the CBEX. It's, uh, if I remember correctly, California Basic examination for teachers or something like that uh it's just a reading writing and, and mathematics and it's pretty general there's nothing there's not like hard algebra there's not any trig there's not like any calc or statistics or anything it's just very general as far as like what you would the basic requirements of math and english and then you just do a background check that's through the fbi and doj and then once you have that and you pass all of that you just basically start putting in your resume and application into districts that are looking for subs that's pretty much it and then you're honestly just a glorified babysitter for the day that's really all it is. Yeah, that's what I figured they'd be going on because you're not really going to be in there necessarily teaching. It's just like, okay, here's a worksheet. Throw that out. I'm just here watching you guys. Is that kind of how it goes? That's exactly how it goes. And it's honestly, it's a, I have a lot of respect for subs because that's something that I honestly had to do. And you have no power in the classroom. Meaning you, you can't just give out detentions. Like you could write a note to the teacher at the end of the day after everything's already happened. But I mean, there's situations where I have had kids literally lift up student desks and try to throw them at me. Wow. I'm not even kidding. Um, that happened in, in, I teach in Southern California. So this happened in Southern California. And I don't, I really don't think the American public has any clue on what is going inside the classroom. And it's somebody again, that was in a different career in a corporate world and now switching to teaching. I am, it, it was walking into a different world, hand to God, a completely different world. And how I kind of describe it to people is high school is almost like the new middle school and middle school is like the new elementary school and elementary school is like um, pre-K. Wow. Really? Uh, you'll, you'll come. Do you remember in kindergarten when you would like draw, you'd, you'd trace out your hand and you would draw like a Turkey, right? For Thanksgiving. Do you remember that? Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that you're going to see in high school. No, stop. Not wait, 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 <laughs> wait, high school are doing that. Yeah, yeah. So there's certain classes that you'll have in high school. And I don't know if the teacher's trying to kill time again. I teach mathematics, so it's a little bit different. But there, there's certain classes, yeah, where you'll you'll walk in and, and it's what you see on the wall is what you would have 
thought you would see back in middle school. It's the best way I can to describe it. And another way to describe it is when I do my student teaching, you have to do so many hours and certain, I mean, certain criteria to become a teacher in California is uh, my first day at a, at a high school, uh, I got to teach a lesson and I, I went to the teacher. I said, hey, okay, hey, this is, this is what I want to give them for homework. And it's about 30, 35 problems, right? Which was normal for us when we went to school. I'm sure it's the same for you every night. And so she's like, whoa, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I, I, what do you want me to do, odd or even? I was just planning on giving them 30 questions of algebra. She's like, no, 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 give them this. And it was a paper with five questions on it. I'll never forget this. And I said, you just want me to give them five questions for tonight. She's like, no, no, this is for the entire week. Wow. Wow. And I get like, hey, people don't want to go home and do homework. I get it. But it would be if I, I was an ice hockey player for 25 years. If I were to teach you ice hockey, you think you would get it if you practiced for like five minutes? for one day <laughs> that, that, that won't get it you need more time than that for sure you need absolutely more time i think there's a balance that we need to have as teachers from from doing that but uh this this is what's going on and i, I re, like just from talking to you know uh, you know parents and family and stuff like that i don't think they have any clue what's going on inside the classroom let alone this whole doctrination stuff that you've brought up and i know that me and you've talked about it multiple times and it is a real thing. Like CRT is a real thing. Again, like we talked about last time, they're not going to have critical race theory textbooks in the classroom, but you might run across like a 16, 19 project every now and then. I haven't seen that with my own eyes, but I definitely know without a doubt, some, some teachers in certain districts are teaching like socialism is good. We talked about that last time. Capitalism isn't that bad. Uh, greedy, greedy capitalism is wrong and all this stuff. So the indoctrination is hundred percent in the school and I know last time me and you talked about the, I don't remember the bracelet thing that I talked to you about with the transgender stuff. Um, yeah. Where like the, the kid they had to, they, they could wear a bracelet to identify, like to show how they identify, but then they could change it yeah. like midway. And you have to refer to them by their new thing that they just changed into mid class. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm not saying everybody does it right. Like, like you said, like with the substitute teachers, not every substitute teacher is bad or every teacher is bad. But yeah, this stuff is definitely coming into the school system. And like you said, I mean, there's this whole thing with, with Pelosi and, and AOC and these Democrats and these leftists. And they're, they're always saying, oh, well, you guys are anti-gay and stuff like that. I mean, I'm a Christian, but I'm not there to force anything upon anybody. But I definitely don't think we should be forcing those types of things in the classroom. And quite frankly, why should those things be brought up in the classroom anyways? Right. It shouldn't be. I mean, the, the classroom, you should be learning reading, writing, arithmetic. Not LGBT theory. That's not what that's for. And my, my best friend, uh, my best friend teaches chem, chem and, chem and physics, which is awesome because we have these crazy discussions about string theory and stuff like that and, and expand our discussions behind the scenes. But what he was told, um, this is probably about two years ago, was told that he needed to start introducing LGBTQ queer stuff inside of chemistry. And he was dumbfounded because he's like, how do I intertwine that and biologically it doesn't make any sense and so this is the stuff that they're trying to push on even now in the stem field and it's getting kind of scary because we're starting to see certain things like that even with inside you know mathematics where we talked about again last time two plus two doesn't equal four anymore folks it equals five it equals 28 whatever you want it to be now because of racism crazy absolutely crazy and <laughs> you're cracking me up you made you mentioned this tiktok thing so I, I don't really i'm trying to do the tiktok for the bald brad show i'm trying to do the social media stuff it's hard because i work two jobs i'm a professional ice hockey referee full-time teacher and then i try to do my own thing kind of like you're doing i'm trying to follow in your footsteps here so i'm on tiktok 
TikTok for teaching. So can you expand upon this whole TikTok teacher thing you're telling me about? Okay, the TikTok teachers, there's like a whole... Okay, the, the best way to describe it is follow this Twitter account, Libs of TikTok. That, that'll tell you, right? Like every, every day, there's a new teacher or a few teachers on there talking about something crazy. Uh, I showed one earlier where it was a preschool teacher that was dressed kind of androgynous. They had like a halter top type. Like think, think about like 1988 Mike Tyson workout shirt, right? But it's, it's a woman. <laughs> it's, it's a woman, a white woman, of course. And it's like she has on some jeans and like an oversized kind of a dude shirt with a hat. And the shirt is like a powder blue. The hat is pink. So that's trans colors right there, the trans flag. So she's like, I'm, I'm gender nonconforming. Um, I'm trans and I teach my kids preschool now about these things. And it's, it's a lot of that stuff on TikTok. It's, it's completely flooded with it. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, obviously, again, I teach what's called secondary high school, mostly seniors. And I mean, that's the, it's, it's scary. Cause like you, you were saying earlier, how do you fix it? Right. I mean, this goes into how do you get rid of the bad teachers because some teachers are tenured and, and you know, you're like, how do you get good teachers in there? Honestly, I mean, one of the big things is, is pay to be quite frank. I know this is something you brought up on your show and also on your live stream here. No way. That's, that's a, that's a whole I mean, topic. That's a whole topic right there. We, we've been on for a while. So I got to get to a few more, but thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. No, no worries, brother. God bless. Happy new year. Thank you. Shout out to my man, Bald Brad. You guys follow him on YouTube, Bald Brad. Shout out to him. But yeah, the, the pay, that's a whole different thing as well. But what, about the pay, Brad, if you're listening, um, have, you, have you seen that video I did about Augusta Fells? I think that's the name of the school. Augusta, hold on. Let's make sure I'm saying it right. Augusta Fells Savage in Baltimore, right? This is like a quote-unquote magnet school, but it's a, it's a ghetto school. Um. The, the one kid had a 0.13 GPA. And he was ranked middle of the class. 0.13 GPA ranking middle, which means he wasn't even the worst one, obviously. This is like, this is normal. This is average. He had an average GPA. You're not even going to school. Now, Baltimore, you're getting the most amount of money per pupil in the country, or like top three. The teachers are going to school iced out. Iced out. I'm talking about watches, jewelry, cufflinks, all that. The kids can't read at all. So some teachers are really good teachers. They care and the kids are, but you know, and they're kind of underpaid, but these teachers are overpaid and for no reason, the kids can't even read. You can't, if you can't teach kids the most basic skill about reading, then it's like, what are you even doing? Just, just throwing the towel. Don't want to tell. All right, let's go to the next one. Okay, let's try. Five five nine in the line. Who am I speaking to? Five five nine. Hello. Hey, BL. What's going on, man? It's Pat from California. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey, happy New Year to you. Um, Real quick, I just wanted to say before I uh, make my comment that uh, one of my best friends, he is fighting for his life right now in an OR with a traumatic brain injury. Um, he's got two babies at home, and uh, he's the only one there for him. He's a United States Army veteran. And uh, if 
they lost him, I don't know what they would do. So any prayers would be greatly appreciated at this time. And uh, his name is Jordan. And so anyway, um, my comment that I wanted to make was I'm also uh, Caius Posthumus Terenus in the chat. Okay. So <laughs> what I what I meant was by the Merced assassin is on December the 30th, um, the Secret Service intercepted and arrested a man from Merced, California in Cass County, Iowa, who was on his way to the White House to assassinate Joe Biden, Dr. Fauci, Obama, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who he had on his hit list. Mm. And uh, they found an AR-15 rifle, ammunition, loaded magazines, body armor, medical kits, and a GPS route uh, leading from his Merced address directly to the White House. And so I, I guess, you know, I, it, it only leaves you so much room to, you know, type in that super chat. And so I, I just wanted to clarify, and that was all. <laughs> well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, ABL. Take care. So, yeah, I did see that story about the guy that went to the White House. I feel like that was a psyop. I feel like that was just like, that was just kind of like red meat for the media because really an AR-15 and you had a GPS route like from your house. Like, you, th you think they don't see that? How dumb are you to do something like that? I mean, that was, I feel like that was just too on the nose. Too on the nose for me, personally. Okay. Now, wait a minute. State. I'm, I'm going to show you guys this. This this is the this is who I'm talking about. Augusta Phil, Savage, the school that I was just referring to. Now, let's just, just observe. Okay, this this is a this is the school where the kid had a 0 0.3 GPA and he was ranked middle. He was ranked 60 out of 120 kids in this class. 0 0.13 GPA. Not 1.0. 0. 0.13 GPA rank 60 out of 120. Now here is one of the teachers, right? Look, you see, you see the earrings and all that good stuff. You see iced out, iced out looking, looking pretty nice. Okay. Nice little background. Got the, got the Baltimore or the Maryland flag and the, the United States flag. And look, 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 at, look at this guy right here. A whole used car salesman. He's the um, administrator or the principal, I think. Now you see the 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 vest, the tie, all of that. Jose Bank um showroom floor. You understand what I'm saying? So this this guy, matter of fact, I'm gonna turn him on. Important. You matter. You are of value. And today is a critical Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to pause it because I, I noticed certain things. Like I'm a sharp dresser when I want to be like, I wear my polo just so, you know, I'm just like, just cool. But I got plenty of suits. I got more suits and polos. Put it to you like that. You are. And look, you see a big ring right here. That ain't no wedding ring. That's just a, it's just flossing. About you. And to. Cufflinks. I don't even wear cufflinks. So is it, you got a French cut. You got a French cuff shirt with cufflinks. Big ring. Not a wedding ring at all because it's on your right hand. All right. And you wear your wedding ring right there. So day is a critical. If pay is a thing about these guys in Augusta fails, I can't tell. You look really nice to me. Milestone 
in your life. It's arguably the most important thing that's happened in your life. Okay, and then let's see if anybody else is in here. Uh, I think that's about... who will tell you you can't do it they would tell you that you can't achieve your goal so here's a valedictorian she's struggling to read and i, I don't want to make fun of her so please don't misunderstand me but i'm saying this is the failure of these schools where the teachers are getting paid a lot and the students can't read this is the valedictorian families and the especially st staff at augusta fell savage the institute of visual arts and most of all each other. As we leave our, leave our mark on this special day, here is some advice for you. Throughout your life, you're going to have doubts and failures, but they are just pointing you in a new direction. Valedictorian, you see what I'm saying? So at a certain point, it's like, what are you even doing? You're getting paid plenty of money to do what? To do what though? Babysit, and not, not even babysitting because a lot of the kids ain't even going to school. But I, I, I digress. I promise I digress. But that, that really triggered me a lot to, to see that graduation, to see these kids that can't even read and the teachers looking like they just came straight from the, the pulpit with a collection of plate. They, they, they spun around about 18 times. It's the equivalent of the pastor pulling up to the church in the bins while his flock are hungry. Talking about, can I get a, a, bite, a bite to eat? Looking forward to the after church service to get their dinner because they're hungry from... I'm triggered. I'm super triggered right now. Beyond triggered. She was the best reader of all. Yes, the best reader. The valedictorian, sir. Or ma'am, I don't want to assume your gender. But I, I promise I'll move on. Let's get back to the calls. All righty, man. What's going on? Skype? Hey, Anthony. Hey, Tyler in Ohio. Hey, what's happy up, man? New. How you been, bro? Happy New Year. Oh, same thing. Happy, happy New Year to you, man. Hey, I, I was wanting your thoughts today on, uh, you know, when the, the whole uh, troll thing went down last week with, with the Bidens, you know, there at Christmas. Uh, do you think uh, old Sleepy Joe, like, that he kind of knew what was going on? That's why he was trying to ask the guy, you know, are you in Oregon? Where's your home, you know? Or do you think you could tell Jill immediately she knew what the deal was? But, I mean, certainly he's got to know. He can't be that clueless, right? What do you think? I, I don't believe he knew. I don't think he knew what was going on because I think they probably tried to screen the callers, asking them, okay, where you guys from, all that. He probably tried to, they probably tried to screen them, but he didn't know what was going on. He doesn't know, like, I think the way they got Joe Biden is they, they leave him in the basement, and whenever he's requested to come outside and talk, they get him, and they send him right back when he's done. But he doesn't really understand what's going on beyond what they tell him. That's what my dad says. That, I, he's 75, but he, that's what he says. He sound like him. Uh -huh. I, I couldn't believe it, but <laughs> I hear you. It's just sad, but hey, uh, here's another thing. Uh, if if a different leader emerges, kind of like what happened last week with Trump and, and Candace, you know, and everybody's making such a big issue just because they had a little difference of, you know, of opinion there, what's going on. I see why Trump, you know, wants to out the virus you know the vaccine it, it was his creation so i get his end game but you know candace hitting him with the facts we all know it but if a different leader emerges maybe even if it's desantis or whoever do you see a big resistance from republicans because i've even suggested to a few people and they look at you crazy if you say well what about somebody besides trump i mean the man's going to be 
you know, in his mid seventies going, you know, what do you think about that? I feel like Trump won't run because he'll be 78 in 2024. So it's, it's kind of old. I mean, just be real because at the end of that, he'll be 82 years old. If he was a run and win at, he'd be 82 at the end. That's kind of up there. So he probably That's won't. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't think it'd be a lot of resistance from the average person, just, just the, uh, the average voter. If, if it's DeSantis or whoever, they vote for him because they want a different way. Just like in Virginia, um, who was the guy? Um, Glenn Youngkin. Like, then nobody know who he was before he ran, but it didn't matter because he's a conservative, he's a Republican. Let's vote for somebody else other than who we got. That was the whole thing. Yeah, he's like, we're supposed to be carrying us towards Trump. You know, like, to be honest, he served his purpose, but we could use somebody maybe even a little more conservative in some ways, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think so, for sure. Just throwing it out there, like, you know, let people's minds open up to, you know, possibilities other than Trump. I mean, I love Trump. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, but we got to move on. I mean, the man's in his 70s. We need somebody from our generation. That's right. You know what I mean? Got their ear to the street or whatever. So, but yeah. Okay, Anthony. Yeah. Well, happy New Year's, man. Keep keep doing it, bro. Thank appreciate the, you. Thank for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, now. All right, we got rain starting over here in Tennessee, and I'm under a severe thunderstorm warning, and it could be a NATO somewhere. So if the stream cuts off, hey, it's not my fault. You got to blame the white man in the sky for making the, the power lines get shorted or whatever. But we should be fine. I mean, I'm checking the radar and everything, so it's all good. Y'all don't worry about me. I mean, if a tornado come, I'll be like, Dorothy, I just, nah, I'm good. But we'll be all right. But if the stream goes off, you already know what happened. The power went out. All right, let's go. Now one three, you don't line. Who am I speaking to? Um, this is Tammy. All righty, what's going on? Let me take you off speaker. Um, hey, I um, was listening to your live stream the other night with uh, Brandon Tatum. Um, was that last night or the night before? Um, anyway, you guys suggested uh, you were like talking about movies that uh, Denzel Washington had been in. Yes. Do you remember that? Yep. Manchurian Candidate. That's how I spent my morning this morning. Ah, good <laughs> Watching one. that show. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, they predicted the future. And they sure did. I mean, a lot, a lot of these movies were were so it 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 were such good movies back then. They thought about what they did before they did it, and they were right on the mark. It's scary. Yeah. How close, you know? And I got to thinking. Well, that's why some people think that. Uh, that's not the real Joe Biden in there. I, I always think, what are you talking about? When I've heard a few people say that, and I think, man, they're kind of out there. But, but you know, it kind of made me think maybe they got to chip in him. <laughs> hey, exactly. You never know what's going on. Oh, man, I tell you. But, yeah, it, it totally predicted the future. Everything in, in the show. And, I, and I, I, I tried to figure out who they were portraying with that woman. My husband thought it, they were trying to portray Hillary Clinton, but I'm like, you know, it's kind of weird that Hollywood would be would be that spot on with all that stuff back then. But now, can you imagine them letting that movie be released today? Oh yeah, a lot of these movies they couldn't come out today. It they, they couldn't come out because it, no. be, yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's yeah, I, I, that's what it's like. Hollywood's completely woke i guess you know but that movie i can't even believe that they even allow it to continue to be played i mean it was just so spot on but anyway 
Um, I, I'll let you go. I just wanted to, to say that um, you suggested a great movie, and my husband hadn't even seen it before, and he's a big movie buff. Um, so we we enjoyed watching it. So have a good new year. Same to you now. Thank you for the call. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, that, that was a great stream. That was on Thursday night on Brandon Tatum's channel. We had Geeks and Gamers, so shout out to them. Um, yeah, that was that was a really good uh, stream. Talking about movies, a lot of good movies back in the day, a lot of good comedic movies. The movies nowadays, it's kind of hard to find good movies. You know, a lot of the movies now, it's like they're made for China and stuff. It's like, you know, it's kind of like you get some of these cheap Amazon products from China that it just they break and... It ain't like back in the days where you had products that actually lasted a little bit. That, that's how the movies were. The quality of the movie, it was it was better. It's like now you got these kind of cookie cutter type of, I like a good, solid movie that's thought out with good writing and acting, things of that nature, right? That's what I like. So, yeah, shout out to all the the, the movies of the 80s and the 90s, you know, the, the, and the good comedies and the more good comedies. All right, let's go to 701. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? The Antiview. How are you doing today, ABL? I'm well. about yourself? I'm doing well. Had a very low-key New Year's with the family, so didn't have to recover from anything, thankfully. You know, difference between 20s and 30s. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, that uh, last caller had a good point about the movie, but you're missing two Will Smith movies enemy of the state which is becoming real because they're listening to everything and also men in black when they talk about the national Enquirer always being the right kind of news oh yeah look back to the 90s i feel like we're like living back then like the things we're seeing on tv should be on national Enquirer. <laughs> that, that's a very i remember that too and cape was like hey well you know national Enquirer is all real it's all that, that that's a very good point <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So I called for two things today. I called number one to, I don't know if you have seen the TikTok that Omarion put out talking about how I hope you have a great new year. I'm Omarion, not Omnicron. And I immediately thought of you because of Omarion. I, I, got, I got your email. So you gotta look. I, I, got, I got your email and I, and I downloaded it. And you know what's funny is that he he, he recorded a few different versions of that because i saw one version you sent me and a different one on the shade room like he had camera angles and it was all kind of stuff it's like really it's like it, it's like too it, much it, it probably was something serious he probably was getting death threats and things of that nature because people you know they're kind of slow so when somebody jokes and says it's the omarion they think he's in his uh recording studio making variants of the bug and get people sick well, I mean, he said he has a, his heart in the ice box. Maybe he has his lungs there, too. I don't know. There you go. Maybe so. <laughs> that is hilarious. I also sent you a super chat just now. I loved what you were talking about last night or the other night about the Uncle ADL. And I really think you need to consider it because there is tons of people out there right now who don't have positive influences who need to know. Look at trades. Look at doing, um, what do they call it, post-secondary here in Minnesota. You can do college courses while you're in high school. Take advantage of those things so that you're not sitting with $20,000 in debt like I am because you're supposed to go go through uh, university to be a nurse. 
no, you can make just as much by going to the trade school and then have the hospital pay for you to complete your bachelor's. So I wanted to send that because I really think you need to pursue that. And that's all I had to say tonight. I hope that you have a great day. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Bye. So, yeah, that's a that's a good call. Now, my I'm going to do a different channel. I got a lot of channels I want to do, but it's just a matter of um, managing my time properly. But I want to do, I want to kind of, you know, my, my ABO gaming is like hanging on by a thread. Matter of fact, I got a couple of memes and stuff. I'm going to show you guys right quick. Give me one second to load it on up. So, shout out to Donut Operator for this meme. Well, he, um, he had retweeted it. He didn't actually post it himself but this is kind of like what my abl gaming is going through right now i'm gonna put it on the screen right quick so you see this meme okay so if you can't see it it's like where you have the parent playing with their child in the pool and then the other the other kids like drowning <laughs> and then below that is somebody that's underwater but a skeleton so it's like gone for a long time so the parent is, in this case, it'd be me, right? I'm the parent. And then the one kid you're playing with having a great old time, that's this channel right here. That's uh, that's my regular Anthony Brian Logan, right? But then the one that is drowning about to be dead that I'm not paying no mind to was ABL Gaming. And then my other ideas I got on a chopping block are right here at the very bottom, okay? So and that could even be ABL Gaming, to be per perfectly honest with you. But anyway... I want to do uh, my channel called Uncle ABL to teach a lot of young people about just basic life skills that they need. Not trying to be some kind of, you know, some kind of player or nothing like that. I'm talking about basic life skills you need and giving you proper advice about how to go through. Like, you go know, a lot of a lot of young guys and girls watch me um, high school, college or whatever. It's like, are you on the right path? Why go to college? If you're going to go to college, why would you spend so much at a, at a state? Um how to, how to kind of maneuver through life a little bit from what I know. I'm not no expert or no guru or nothing like that. I'm going to just give it advice. And then like, if I see certain things, I'll just give my advice on it. Like if certain things happen, I'll say what I would have done to make it kind of go a little bit smoother just from my personal life experience. So I think I'm going to do something like that just to have diversified content. It's one thing I learned on uh, the stream on Thursday on Tatum's channel with geeks and gamers. They have a lot of different channels for different interests and you could just put up whatever coming to your mind, whatever you feel like is, you know, it is what it is. So that's, that's kind of what I want to do. Uncle ABL and shout out to uncle Hotep. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to bite you boss, but I'm, I'm everybody's uncle. I suppose everybody, you know, they come to me for like the uncle advice, but here is the Omarion video. She was speaking about because you know, that the, the, the virus is called the Omicron. I always joke and say the Omarion. This is him right here. If you guys don't know, and when I say, and I have a nice box where my heart used to be, that's, that's his song, Omarion. So let's see what he says. All right, we can get some sound. That, that'd that be great. Omarion, the entertainer, not the variant, okay? So while it's important not to touch me and to keep your distance, because you know that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> you don't need a negative test to dance to my music. All right, I won't play too much because it got music in the background. Why, why would you put copyrighted music in the background? Like, think with your brain. Anyway, he did this video at least twice because there was one that the anti-view sent me that had a different camera angle. Like, he switched. Because right when he said, not the variant, he looked at the camera. 
to make it more of a thing. Just, just so you know, hey, I'm a Marion. I do all these dances. I'm not the guy that got the bug out there getting your, your grandmama sick. Well, they think that because people, a lot of people are a few trees short of a forest, a few fries short of a happy meal. They don't know that he's not responsible for getting your, your pawpaw sick. See, but that, that's, that's what the media does. They, they get people scared and then they make irrational decisions. They, they do irrational things. All right, so let's go to some more calls. Number to call, 434-658-1220. Let me get to some more. All right. Let's go to 215 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, hold on. Let me turn turn down the stream real quick. All right, can you hear me, Leo? I still hear myself in the background. Oh, sorry about that. All right. All righty. Now can you hear me? I hear you well. What's going on? All right. Nothing much. Uh, how's everything going? Merry, happy New Year to you. I was about to say Merry Christmas by accident. I uh, saying to you, man. Yeah. The thing is um, about what well, I saw with the guy, the trucker guy that got sentenced to 110 years, but then he got his sentence reduced, which yeah. was a good thing. I'm happy for him that he got a sentence reduced. I mean, personally, in my opinion, ten years might, might it still might be too much for an accident. But you know, I guess what are you gonna do? I guess we're asking for too much, huh? To get a sentence reduced. I, I guess so. A little huh? bit more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, what was the topic I wanted to touch on? Oh yeah, with AOC saying, um, "You guys are the Republicans that are, are upset because of why they weren't." Attracted to her or something? Or no? Uh, what, what did she say again? She said because Republicans can't date her. She has a first of all, she has a child already, so she's no, nah, she, she doesn't. Off. She doesn't. AOC. I thought she already had. I thought she said she had a four-year-old child. No. Nah. Oh, so she's just a liar. Well, that's number one. Nobody would want to date her. She's a liar, first of all, because <laughs> and. It's, and honestly, she's not even that attractive. I mean, she's good looking, but she's really not attractive compared to of other women who are much more beautiful and who are not even famous at all. That a lot of people don't even know about. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like you go to Puerto Rico and go to the library. You'll see how the girls behind the counter talking about uh, where's your where's your library card than AOC. I mean, I'm not saying AOC is ugly, exactly. but I mean, like like if, if you go don't don't do the whole thing about talking about looks and you want to date me. But nobody said that. Let's keep everything about politics and what's going on, and that's it. Because it just made her look extremely desperate. Made her look extremely desperate. Yeah, it's just kind of weird overall. Exactly. And um, it was another topic I wanted to touch on. I'm going to tell you right now, after this year, I had a lot of people cut me off because of my political views. I don't miss them at all. I don't miss them because, honestly, looking back, not only were they not – Provide anything beneficial to my life. It's just like they, they. I look back to how I excuse to how a lot of their dumbness and ignorance. It's like an adult that age should not be that ignorant at all. So it's just that it reminds me of you ever have one of those adults that you met that they they just they didn't want to grow up. They didn't want to learn nothing new. And then when the age of the internet came out, it's like they're like I don't understand how to use the internet. 
You know, you know what I mean? Like they never try to learn anything new. She remind they remind me of one of those kind of adults. Right, of course. Yeah, because basically the point out is what I'm getting at is when the internet came out, a lot of adults didn't want to learn the internet. They still stuck to TV because a lot of people don't understand. You ever see that cable is becoming obsolete? Like you, you notice that, right? Oh yeah, that's that's been gone for a while now. Now, now everything's about streaming services. <clears throat> yeah, and, I, and she's one of those people. The one of the people that cut me off. She was one of those people that said, "Y'all don't watch cable or anything." Like I'm looking at her like. Cable's been going for damn near 10 years. I mean, it's still around, but it's slowly going away. Where have you been for the past 10 years? But, you know, Mm. some people are stuck in their ways. What can you tell them? Right. Yeah, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. That's really all I wanted to say, Abiel. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, have a good one. All righty, let's get to some more calls. Let's go to 503. You don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Uh, my name is Portland from Portland. Are you on speaker? Oh, no, I'm not. Um, is it actually? Yeah. Let me just move to a different room really quick. Sorry about that. Just step outside, actually. Thanks for your patience. Uh, let's see. How is that? Does that sound better, ABL? Yes, it does. Okay, perfect. All right, my man. Um, first of all, thanks for all you do. Um, but, man, I really need your help out here in Portland. Okay, so what's, so, what's, what's happening in Portland? Well, basically, I am trying to get a hold of YouTubers who can, like, cover this content. And I thought maybe you'd think it was interesting. So, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Joanne Hardesty? Um, I'm not quite sure. What, what does she do? She's a city commissioner in Portland. She was a lady uh, a while ago who actually, she called the police on a Lyft driver when she like supports defunding the police. That was in the news a while ago. I don't know if you remember that. I, I think I do. She has, she has kind of that, that Skeletor from the Crypt type look. Is that her? Yeah, yeah. I like to see if it calls her like the voodoo doctor or something like that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like when, when, you, when you said her name, it kind of like I kind of got the image. So, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. Right on. Okay, so I just kind of want to do a rundown of kind of it's I'll make it really quick. But if you can make a video about this, I would. But Antifa is like crazy. They'll dock people like crazy. So I'll make it quick. I just want to run through like kind of what her deal is. So we had the issue with the Lyft driver. And she called the police on the Lyft driver when she was on her way back to Portland from a casino in Washington. And so that was kind of the first thing. And she called him because he wanted her to roll the, she wanted to roll the windows down. She was like, I'm cold, I'm cold, roll them back up. But it was like right during when the pandemic started. So that happened. And then she kept trying to get Ted Wheeler to let her be the police commissioner. But he kind of snuffed that out because she's very anti-police and very BLM and all that. And then shortly after that, she was accused of a hit and run. And she was like really upset about that because the Portland police basically accused her of it. And then she, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened. I have, I have so much documentation. Just want to make this quick though. And then I will call in to our city council meetings all the time. And like, she'll be drinking out of cocktail glasses, which is really weird. I'm not going to try and say that she's, you know, drinking anything other than juice out of there. It's just kind of weird. 
and then I'll call in. And there was like a budget hearing for Portland police to give more money to human trafficking. And I called and I was like, they're super under supported and they're one of the most important people in our city. And she just like shakes her head at me. But the really big thing that I would love for someone to make a video about is because of that hit and run accusation, she's actually suing the Portland police for $5 million. And then shortly after she made that accusation or lawsuit against the Portland police, which is the city that she works for, first of all, so she's just basically suing her constituents. Um, a bank came out, I don't remember if it was U.S. Bank or what kind of bank, but they came out and said that Joanne Hardesty actually has $16,000 worth of debt um, that she needs to pay off. And when she was asked about it, she just said that money was used for campaign funding, and it was just kind of like a BS excuse. Um, and I find that kind of hard to believe, especially when she's putting pictures of herself next to Martin Luther King, because she's like the first black city commissioner of Portland. And so she like puts herself up on the high pedestal. And anytime anyone tries to hold her accountable, she always like claims of racism and, and stuff like that. And then the last piece is that she also has, she's from Michigan, and then she moved to Portland. And I tried to find out like more about her history and apparently her name used to be Joanne Bowman. So I don't know. There's just a lot of mystery to her. And I just wanted to let you know that if you think it's interesting, I'd love to see you make a video about it so I could share it. Well, that's a lot of information. I'm going to try to see what I can find. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks, Adele. You have a good day. Yeah, I've been seeing her a lot. Really scary looking. I mean, that ain't just, I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? I'm just saying that's somebody that's scary. I mean, somebody like that, I'm going to be like, okay, do I need to get, do I need to get some body armor or do I need to get a priest? Like, what are we doing here? How, how are you going to tackle the situation? I don't really know, but I digress. <laughs> 304, you don't lie, who am I speaking to? This is Jeff from West Virginia. How you doing tonight, ABL? I'm doing all right about yourself. I'm pretty good. Hey, listen, I'm glad this guy got his sentence reduced down to 10 years, but, uh, man, for me, that's not good enough. I think they either need to give him a chance in the military or, you know, something like that. I think we need to start asking ourselves when they put people in prison, am I sleeping any better at night because this guy's in prison? Right, exactly. Yeah. And I've seen you over uh, with uh, Officer Tatum and a couple other guys on Geeks and Gamers. That's pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good live stream you all was doing. Yeah, that, that was really fun, really good. We talked about everything. We talked about some serious stuff, some fun stuff. So it was real good stream overall. Yeah, well, I tell you what, this Jack Murphy guy charging, uh, what is it, $3,800 for man advice? Uh, it's a lifetime course. Uh, I'll tell you what, just bring me a 24-ounce can of beer and a can of Vienna sausages. That's like 3 bucks and 50 cents. <laughs> it takes me, about, takes me about 15 minutes to consume that. I will definitely set you straight in that amount of time and for that, uh, that amount of money. There, there you go. Right, Exactly. That, t- take care of everything you got to take care of right there. And, and then you was talking about something else on there. This uh, Fit and Fresh or Fresh and Fit, uh, what is that, a feminine hygiene product? <laughs> it's, it's two guys that, you know, they, they claim to be – you know, big cool alpha males and all the girls and all this and that, but it's kind of just, you know, it's, it's all funny games for the internet. It's not really real. Yeah, they're feminine hygiene products. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy, did you that picture AOC with her pet hippie down there in Florida being <laughs> wined and dined by the taxpayers? And that, that's There's right. A picture you, can see, you can see that picture on Instagram about a thousand times a day. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I tell you, you don't think she should be wearing a mask in public, do you? 
I do. I think she should be wearing a steel mask and a green cape. <laughs> it was a, everybody knows. Everybody knows this gal's projected. Look, you were in the first grade. I was in the first grade. There was that little girl on the playground. She's calling your names, throwing rocks at you. I don't think it's Ted Cruz. I, I, I think she's down there looking for Ron DeSantis. I think she knows maybe in the next four, eight, 12 years, he'll be running for president. I hey. think there's a cougar on the prowl down in the Florida swamps. <laughs> she might be. She, she just might be because she, she know who the real alpha is. That guy right there, that, that ain't nothing but the Instagram photographer. That's not really your boyfriend. Yeah, hey, let me tell you something, though. You better watch out, Ron. You marry that guy, all you're going to have for dinner is a word salad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ABL. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I'll get off here after I say just a couple more things. We're going to pray for this army that named Jordan. We really hope you get better, man, uh, and we're going to remember you. And uh, I'm just going to say goodbye, I reckon, and uh, have a good evening, everybody. Hey, do I get a drum roll on the way out? Oh, I, I got you. Hold on. Do I Do I got it? I, I got you. I got you on this one right here. Hold on. There you go. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I see what it is. Hey, uh, y'all have a good evening, man. I appreciate you letting me call in. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Bye, love. All right. Shout out to my man from West Virginia. That's how, that's how we do. <laughs> get some Vanna sausages. Yeah, that's that's definitely West Virginia all day. Get you a get you a um a, a pizza roll and a hot dog. You'd be good to go. All right. I got time for one more, I believe. So let's go to... Seven seven three. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, Bill. First off, happy new year to you. Oh, same to you, man. Thank you. I was going to ask you, Bill. First off, what were the top three stories out of twenty twenty one that still stick in your mind? Uh, the top three for twenty twenty one. That's kind of hard to say, like on a spot like that. I would say, um. Inflation has been a thing all throughout the year. The virus, all that, all the typical stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think right now. I gotta, I gotta kind of go back and okay. look. Okay, because mine's a lot longer and has a lot more to do do with certain topics. Everybody else wasn't tumble because it wasn't circulating through social media or the mainstream media, which is kind of my reason I've been upset with some of my favorite YouTubers because half of them barely know about it or touch about it like the mark millis situation which is one thing we need to kind of talk much more about to convince the gop before they even get to the house because it's too too serious to kind of ignore for in a whole year again along with the afghanistan withdrawal and these on constitutional mandates and a lot of these side effects from the jab, which are going underreported too often. Yeah, that's that's definitely an issue, the, the underreporting of things mm-hmm. like that, yes? Yep. I wanted to find out, find out from you if you've heard that in Virginia just recently that they're removing, removing all kinds of grades and homework got the exact reason they said, but specifically specifically it's much more like like the participation trophy. Well I've not heard about Virginia specifically doing that, but I've heard about other places doing that and I'm not surprised. And I think really it's because the teachers are not the quality that they used to be and also the kids are not the quality they used to be. 
So mm-hmm. maybe the grades don't even really matter. At, at this point, they're just trying to keep the system going, even though and it's pretty failed. Much they're lowering the standards down, down to such a minute so low that you have students like the Baltimore kid with 0.13 GPA. That yeah. way, that's why you don't see many students students arguing about what their constitutional rights are because the school system doesn't even talk about it much in depth. I mean, these schools, they, they can't even get kids to learn to read. So anything beyond mm-hmm. the thing they can't teach them, which is reading, it's not even no, it's not even the purpose in even going there. I mean, at that point, they're pretty much just hanging out, playing basketball, and that's it. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll have two final things to say, and I'll, I'll go. <clears throat> first off, first off, there's been two, two men in Australia who put themselves on fire to protest, protest against the jabs there. And I'll say, say this pretty honestly of practically everybody is that when they when those monks did that back in the 50s and 60s it was disturbing then and it's disturbing now because it's not really much of an effective way to kind of protest against injustice especially if you're one who values life but still wants to fight right that happened in australia by the way like malibu specifically okay and Jordan Peterson is leading leading a civil disobedience charge against against Quebec's lockdown mandates. And I strongly recommend everybody, if they have an Epoch Times account, to take a look at some of their videos from these doctors about censorship of certain medications, patients, and vilifying it because there's a lot more to this, to this than just jab versus unjab. And I'll also say that I do think Bram Tatum is entirely wrong about what's going on in New York City, though, because we have seen some examples of coup camps popping up for unjab people. And Australia is a prime example of this, but we're going to see some of them pop up here in the States soon if we don't make a stand at some point. Yeah, we can't, we can't have that happen. We got to, you know, have a still a free state. We can't mm-hmm. go down the road of authoritarianism. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Okay, bye. All right, now. All righty. That will be a wrap for the call. Thank you guys for being here. Couldn't do it without y'all, but it is 11 o'clock uh, Eastern time. And as I leave, I have one final video. Uh, if you got little kids watching, I'm not really sure if it's cuss friendly. I'm not sure. But this is Andy Cohen torturing Bill de Blasio. But, you know, it's funny because people like Andy Cohen. This is the guy from, and that, that go is uh, his his bestie, Anderson Cooper, from CNN. Of course, they're both gay, but it ain't no, I'm just saying just because. But um, he probably voted for Bill de Blasio both times because he's a Democrat, but that's a different story. So let's get a little bit of a, uh, let's, let's hear what, um, Andy Cohen says about de Blasio. Something. Oh, please. Tell us something, Andy. Watching Mayor de Blasio. Oh, don't go on a rant. Do his don't go on a rant. victory lap dance. Don't, don't, don't. After four years of the, the crappiest term as the mayor of New York, 
the That's only thing that Democrats and Republicans can That's agree how, on I mean, is, is what a horrible mayor he has he, been. Wow. So sayonara, sucker. Something. So there go your man, Andy, um, was it Andy Cohen, talking about Bill de Blasio. But he probably voted for him both times. Oh, and also the new mayor, Eric Adams, rode the subway today on his way to work for the first time. And he reported an assault on 911 the very first day. You know, he, he I, don't, I don't know if he actually got assaulted. I think he was reported an assault that happened to someone else on the subway, like on his very first day at work. So let's see how that whole thing goes from New York City. You guys in New York City, I feel bad. If you if you love New York City, you, you want to stay there. Hey, hats off to you. Hopefully everything works out. But I know it's going to be rough. I know it's going to be rough. Right. So, yeah, that's what that is. But. I got a few more supers here and then I wrap it on up, put the bowl clean on top. Thank you guys again for being here. Definitely appreciate you. The rain is kind of slowed down for now. So hopefully we won't get no hook echoes around here. But anyway, I'll move right along. Um, thank you to uh, Eunice who says, when will America stand together and put Dr. Frankenstein, AKA Fauci in the hoose goo where he belongs. Frankenstein uses us as lab rats while they live normal lives. We're afraid to go out for food. You know what? That's 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 a real thing for some people. They still in, in their houses, cooped up, don't want to leave. I see that still. People getting the groceries delivered, don't even want to. It's crazy. People got to get outside their house and just live a normal life because the, the virus ain't going nowhere. The Omarion, the, the Delta, whatever they got going on, it's still going to be here. So, and we see how absurd it is. The Delta, speaking about Delta, the Delta CEO call and was like yo man let's get them quarantine times chopped down to half because we can't keep putting these planes on the ground we got places to go and people to you know what i mean come on let's get it together all right no problem cdc uh today we're going to cut the quarantine time in half with some bs medical reason but i'm getting triggered again so i'll move on thank you to that's law at man carry who says hashtag keep fighting also am says Happy New Year, AB. Happy, thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Daniel, who says, truck driver in Colorado was a negligent driver who killed six. Did he kill six or was it four? Should get at least 20 years to life. Thank you to Butt vs. Windshooter, who says, so Nicaragua just kicked out Taiwan, saying only China owns Taiwan. Do you think Taiwan, do you think Taiwan's days are numbered? Well, um, the thing about countries like Nicaragua, these small little states, is like they're kind of like satellites of China. They depend on China a lot, probably because of money and a lot of other stuff, but mostly money. So, of course, they're going to say whatever China wants them to say because that's where they get their money. That's where the bread gets buttered. I don't think China will necessarily invade Taiwan because that's going to spark a bigger problem in the South China Sea. And we're, we're there, meaning the U.S. are there, Russia's there. They don't want to spark world war. So what they want to do is just try to curate this idea of Taiwan belonging to China. So people think that it's like that. And they also kind of would press, they, they want to put pressure on the Taiwanese people, like the actual normies that live there to be more aligned with China diplomatically and socially and things of that nature. They probably want to teach Mandarin and stuff like that. I'm not sure if they speak Mandarin or if it's Taiwanese or whatever, but anyway, they can't directly attack or invade Taiwan because that'll cause a serious problem all over the world. That'd be the next world war. In my opinion, unless they think Biden and soft won't do nothing, but I don't think, I don't think even Biden would let that slide, but we'll see. 
Um, Bob vs. Windshield says, we should just ban all sex ed in public schools, including high school. It's up to the parents. We cannot trust teachers in general anymore. I agree. I agree. Leave it up to the parents. Uh, thank you to Blast Radius who says, even during the 90s before, quote, gay marriage, unquote, ruling, I warned that these people would use that inch to gain a mile with LGBT propaganda in the public schools. After that ruling, they've gotten more bold, correct? Thank you to the anti-view who says, Uncle ABL Fund, make it happen, ABL. We need more positive influencers like yourself. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you to Veronica who says, happy 2022, ABL. Thanks for being so loyal to your listeners. Oh, no problem. Thank y'all for being loyal to me. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you to Wolfgang Dio who says, happy 2022 or 2022 T-O-O-A-B-L in chat. Don't follow Jack Murphy's advice without, without a grain of salt, though. That'll lead to 2021. There you go. Uh, Both of us windshield says, Joanne Hardesty is Skeletor. So she ran off with Lightfoot. Would that be Beetlejuice Skeletor ticket? He-Man would be Ron DeSantis. <laughs> You're going all the way back to the A's with these cartoon references. Thank you to Subu, who says, Happy New Year, Anthony Brian Logan. Thank you for that. Thank you to Blast Radius, who says, Speaking of the trucker who got into the accident, that brings me back to why Alec Baldwin hasn't been charged yet. I'm hearing that he has Democratic politicians in high places, just like Smooye, to grease the wheels before him. Of course, they all, anybody with money like that, again, you saw Dick Cheney, the guy who got shot, got on TV and apologized to him. Sorry for the inconvenience, man. It's my fault. I ain't do it on purpose. Please forgive me. So you see what happens when you got money. But if you broke, don't have any money, no connections, well, you're pretty much on your own, huh? And thank you to Zedro Kingsword, who says, hi, ABL, hi, chat, hi, mods, best channel on YouTube. Thank you for that, boss. I appreciate you. But that will be a wrap. I will see you guys again live on Wednesday. And I'm here every day, pretty much, except for Sunday, doing my pre-recorded videos. I'm going to try to get some more channels out there. I want to get out Uncle ABL. I want to try to pump some kind of life in the ABL gaming, but we'll see what happens. But I'll be putting out more videos on this channel as well. And, of course, go to my websites, Anthony B. Logan and ABL Gaming. Shout out to the mods for keeping the trolls in check tonight. I appreciate you guys. But that will be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.